Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Hi, this is Leo Laporte, and this is my Tech Guy podcast. This show originally aired on the Premier Radio Networks on Saturday, December 17th, 2022, episode 1953. Enjoy. This episode of the Tech Guy Show is brought to you by Noom. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Waits' psychology-based approach. And check out Noom's first-ever book available for pre-order, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change. Sign up for your trial at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash twits. Thanks for listening to this show as an ad-supported network. We are always looking for new partners with products and services that will benefit our qualified audience. Are you ready to grow your business? Reach out to advertise at twit.tv and launch your campaign now. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, Micah Sargent too. It's time for the Tech Guy 2. Hey, Micah. Hello, Leo. Micah. Yes. Is this the show where we talk about computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smartwatches, augmented reality, virtual reality, real reality? Uh, I just checked the document and it appears it is. <laughs> Last uh, Saturday before the holidays, mm. and uh, next Saturday Christmas Eve. In fact, we are uh, we're gonna be not here ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take uh, the holidays off as we ought to, and then Rich Demuro takes over this very show starting January seventh of twenty of twenty twenty three. How do we get there? Two o two three. The new year. Uh, new host, new tech guy. He's going to call it Rich on Tech because that's what he calls his uh, KTLA TV show and his podcast. And I think that's great. Uh, you and I will keep doing Ask the Tech Guys on Sunday on the Internet only. That's the sad, you know, that's what happens to radio people. When they when they leave radio, they end up on that sad little place called the Internet. <laughs> they go, oh, Aww, podcasts, I heard of those. Podcasts, it's so sad. He used to, he used to be a radio guy. <laughs> he used to have a career. Now he's just podcasting. Um, I think here I'm going to give you, I'm going to pr- propose, I'm going to propose a toast All right. Uh, to uh, Twitter. Goodbye. It's over. Mm-hmm. Farewell. So long. Um, <sighs> really good piece from Peter Kafka writing at Vox saying, uh, look, <laughs> he owns it. This is what he wants to do with it. <clears throat> he concludes his article, I think we're better off if we face reality on reality's terms. One of the richest men in the history bought something many of us use and like because he could. And now he's going to run it based on his whims because he can. And that's that. If you like it, stay. If you don't, you you can go. Um, I think it's a little whiny of journalists to act like, you know, they have some right to be on Twitter. That's kind of silly. Uh, in fact, it's really uh, scary that the EU is thinking of going after Elon for banning journalists. It's a private company. See, they don't have the First Amendment in the EU. It's a private company. Right. He it, does own it. Right. It's a very bad precedent for government to tell a private company who and what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless, you know, he's you know inciting violence or hurting his employees uh but if he if you know if he wants to ban some people from twitter that's his right that's completely his right and uh and even if it's for some dumb reason 
like they like they did a link to a Twitter account Elon didn't like. There's a guy. This all started because a guy named Jack Sweeney, who's a college student in uh, Florida, realized that there is a database of uh, flight records. It's a public database because guess what? <laughs> flight is regulated by the Federal Aviation Administration. You're in public. And your tail numbers, it's like driving on the highway. There's no privacy on the highway. The tail numbers are are clearly visible uh, and then recorded in the uh, in the database. Uh, what is it? It's called ADBS or something. Anyway, uh, it's it's public. So he wrote a cute little uh, f- uh, uh, bot, we mm. call him, that takes the flight data and uh, and tweets it. And uh, he does it for a number of jets. Jeff Bezos's jet. Uh, ADS-B, home of the flight tracking enthusiast. Um, he uh, did it for Elon's jet. Uh, he does it for many celebrity jets. Uh, in fact, there's a whole Twitter account that does it for uh, sports teams. So you can know when you're, you know, your uh, St. Louis, uh, whatever your team is, Cardinal. You don't know. They're not there you don't anymore. Know. They're, they don't know. Yeah, the Cardinals aren't there. They're, they're gone. Uh, they are really. Yeah, they moved tomorrow. They're else. not in Anheuser Bosch Stadium. Well, that's sad. Wait, anyway, wrong. now I don't remember. I don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no somebody, one knows. Somebody left. <laughs> He's not a sport ball fan. No, as you might as you might have guessed. So uh, this kid was uh, tweeting these things. Elon for a long time didn't like it. Before he owned Twitter, he he complained about it. So that's uh, he calls them assassination coordinates. Okay. Oh fine. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Elon, uh, <laughs> and he says, "Oh yeah, they're doc." He calls it doxing. You know, doxing is when you give out somebody's name, address, phone number. It happens all the time on Twitter, unfortunately, uh, for a variety of reasons. It's always a bad thing. But let's face it. You know, um, your your information is public record in many cases. It is certainly if you have a private jet flying around uh so finally he you know he got so sick and tired of that he made up an incident where his his kid was okay you are you say you're i think he made it okay up. but anyway he made it because there's a picture of a guy wearing a black hoodie. he's some antifa guy jumped on my the hood of my car and uh he elon wasn't in it but his kid was and you know that's scary for sure if that his happened. kid x x yeah. he calls him uh but the LAPD has no record of any complaint about that or, you know, he never filed a police report. Well, maybe he just maybe he just, you know, didn't file a police report. He just kicked the kid off Twitter that was it wasn't anywhere near the airport. Uh, this thing happened. So it's not really related, but it was a good excuse. Mm-hmm. So he kicked uh, Jack Sweeney uh, off Twitter. Fine. He can do that. It's his company. Now, this is a little weird because Jack Sweeney uh, then went to Mastodon, which is a little Twitter competitor that's not owned and can't be owned by anybody. And uh, set up shop there. Also, Instagram, Facebook. Elon doesn't own any of that. Made Elon mad when a bunch of journalists reported this on uh, CNN and NBC and CBS and New York Times and Voice of America Radio. Oh, those guys, they're crazy. They're crazy journalists. Anyway, so he decided to just kind of start banning those guys right and left for, quote, doxing him. Of course, they didn't. They told they, they said the story, but what Elon didn't like is... They, they maybe mentioned where Jack Sweeney had ended up so uh-huh. other people could still follow it. And Elon can't control that. Anyway, anyway, it's fine. And then they, the journalists, apparently some of them are coming back. I don't know. I, if I were a journalist, I would just say, fine, you have it. Take it. It's a dumpster fire. Agreed. I left a long time ago. Gotta I, go somewhere it's else. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, who cares? Uh, it's a shame. I mean, Twitter was kind of 
fun in the, in back in the day. But it's Elon's now, you know? Mm-hmm. If you buy a house and you paint it bright pink, sure the neighbors aren't going to like it. But what are they going to do about it? You know, that, that yeah, for, for the right? most part that works. Uh, I guess if you have homeowners association nonsense. That well, if you have an HOA, which yeah. is another kind of petty bureaucracy that is <laughs> very annoying. Uh, anyway, fine. So fine. So we're, I, I'm done. Mm-hmm. In other words, okay, good. we're done. We're not going to talk In about it anymore. Year, no more Twitter Elon. No, talk. the story is he bought it. He, he gets to do whatever he wants with it. We don't have to play that game. Mm-hmm. I like Mastodon. That's where I live. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to play that game. So that's over. And I think that's fine. And I think it's a little whiny of journalists. No, just forget it. Hey, there was. Remember, a long time for a whole year now, we've been talking about Apple uh, negotiating with the National Football League. Now, here's something people care about: about the NFL Sunday Ticket, which is currently on Directv. That's where you can watch all the games. Uh, from on Sunday, the big games on mm-hmm. Sunday. And Apple was apparently trying to buy it. The NFL had, you know, Apple, one of the things apparently Apple proposed, We, you know, these are all private discussions, but these are leaks. One of the things Apple proposed was that they would give it away free to Apple TV subscribers. NFL said, no way, you're not doing that. Anyway, Apple has, according to uh, a guy who writes on a website called Puck, okay, you might say, well, come on, really? But Dylan Byers is very well connected. He says uh, on in his Puck column that Apple has withdrawn and it's over. They back out of the rights to the Sunday ticket. It won't be on Apple TV. However, Amazon and Google are still in there. They got the money. Cost DirecTV a billion and a half dollars a year for the rights to do that. Wow. They lost a lot of money. They lost wow. a ton of money. So uh, I don't know where the NFL is going to end up next season. But it ain't going to be on Apple, apparently. Oh, I, I did. There's one other Elon story. He's going out asking people to invest in Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Why? No, At 5420 a share, which is what he paid for. Oh, boy. And finally, the great Tom Lehrer. Do you know who Tom Lehrer is? You're probably too young. I do not. He wrote. I'll tell you what, when we come back, I'll play a song or two because he uh, he's a professor of math at UCSC in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. But he wrote and been writing since the 50s the best parody songs ever, long before Wheel That Weird Al, uh, including the very, very famous uh, song about uh, the periodic table of elements in which he names. Oh, I got to play this now because <laughs> you're not going to believe me when I say this, but he names all it's a song with the lyrics being all of the elements, elements. on the table. Wow. And he and he does them all. And uh and the song still works. And the song still works. Oh, it's a very good song. Anyway, he's decided he's in his 80s to give away all his songs, put them in the public domain. <gasps> no way. Yeah. So go go to uh, TomLehrerSongs.com, L-E-H-R-E-R, TomLehrerSongs.com. Oh, sorry about that noise. That's coming out of the computer, which I just turned on so I could play you. Well, there's the Vatican Rag. That's very famous. Uh, quite a few songs. Where is the, uh, the table of elements? Now I don't know. It's so many songs. I wonder what it's called. Yeah. I could play a Christmas carol. It is that kind of, that time of, that time of year I could play. Anyway, you can download these, uh, for free. He says, I don't know how long it's going to stay here. The type of song is the Christmas carol, although it is perhaps a bit out of season at this time. However, I am informed by my disc jockey friends of whom I have none. That uh, in order to get a song popular by Christmas time, 
you have to start plugging it well in advance. So here goes. It's always seemed to me, after all... I'll tell you what, I'll just play the song. Get right to the song. This, this will get you in the mood. Christmas time is here, by golly. Disapproval oh, would be folly. Deck the halls with hunks of holly. Fill the cup and don't say when. When. Kill the turkeys, ducks, and... <laughs> okay, that's enough. I found the elements. You found the elements. Yeah, it it's... is the elements. Yeah, it's... Oh, yes. found it? Good. Here it is. You ready? I'm ready. All the elements. At this time, I don't think there were 118 or whatever. I think there were fewer. It's to the tune I of this song. Modern Major General, yeah. Gilbert Sullivan. I think my biology teacher... Get ready. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium. Anyway, he goes on. I don't want to play the whole thing because everybody will tune out. I'm getting out. goosebumps. But I the nice it. thing is I don't have to pay royalties to play that. That's true, He yeah. just put it in the public domain. Thank you, free. Tom Lair, one of the great song parodists... Uh, of he was bigger probably in the in the fifties and the sixties, but uh, yeah, your your professor remembered him. Uh, nice story. Anyway, eighty eight eighty eight. Ask Leo. Our holiday edition, the Tech Guys, means you could ask questions about what to buy for your friends and family, the geek in your life, or just you know get your printer fixed. That's what we're here for. Eighty eight eighty eight. Ask Leo. Your calls are next. <laughs> Just going to play his uh, Hanukkah in Santa Monica. It's Hanukkah in Santa Monica. So you know his stuff. That's nice. Young people. I'm spending Hanukkah. Ladies and gentlemen, the unbreakable Kimmy Schaffer. Kimmy, don't take no Schaffer. Kind of nice to play the original Kim Schaffer theme. From way back when. The original for the last weekend. Yeah. Are you, uh, the rumor was that you might perhaps be continuing on with the program. That is a rumor. <laughs> a rumor as yet unconfirmed by the no, powers that be. I do believe that is the plan. Have you I received had, a call I, from Elon Musk yet? Oh, no, God. not from Elon, but from somebody else. And okay. we had a conversation. So it looks like I may be continuing on with Rich. Oh, that's oh good. Yeah. I hope that that is. So, so you will want to keep calling. Rich's show begins, debuts, <laughs> premieres, January 7th. And I'm so happy to hear it. Now, I don't think it'll be 8888 Ask Leo. No. It might be 888-827-5536, however. <laughs> just <laughs> which is, same you know, number, yeah, but yeah. he it's just not, has to get yeah, the number don't, instead. You know, no, don't think that that's the same number. <laughs> it's Ask Ken, okay? Ken. We just want to get that straight. Or Kem, which is like or, Kim. Oh, wait, but Kem. Oh, could be Kem. Oh, yeah, I guess it could be, couldn't could it? could be Len. <laughs> ask Len. could be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kim. Hello, Kim. Hello. Hello. Uh, you have a fluffy little puppy. I in, know. Uh, it's my lap. last Saturday with Lily, Aww. Leo, and Micah. Oh. And guess who she's going to miss more? Not us. Lily. Yeah. I can hold her, and she's yeah. fluffy. <laughs> she's really a sweet dog. <laughs> but no, doggy. I will totally miss you that's guys. Burke's, uh, that's Burke's pup. Burke's yeah. puppy is so cute. Best behaved dog ever. I know. Well, she wants to be in Burke's arms right now. She's, she doesn't look she, that she's unhappy. Shake, she's shaking like a chihuahua. Oh. <laughs> I don't like to be on the radio. That must be what it is. The whole time she's actually shaking, we just can't tell because of the fluff. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> oh, look at that. She loves you. So who should we uh, start this show? Well, appropriately enough, we've got Lee in Santa Claus, Indiana. So <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I, I have questions. Joking, but <laughs> let's there's go a, There's Lee a real place. Santa Claus, Indiana. 
Indiana. Thank you, Kim. Hello, Lee in Santa Claus, Indiana. That's hey cool. There, Leo. Yeah. I'm really miss Kim on your show. Yeah. We won't. Yeah, we were. Um, we so Mike and I are going to do a show, but we're going to answer the calls ourselves, which is going to be a recipe for a nightmare and disaster. <laughs> but that's how we're how we're going to try anyway. Uh, we're going to have people zoom in, and we're just going to put them on the air mm-hmm. uh, because it's the internet. So what could possibly go what wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I'm hoping Elon will call in for the first. What can we uh, What can we do for you, Lee? Well, I have one main question, but uh, if we have time afterwards, I'd like to know if you can help me with my problem with concerning a bag of uh, Doritos. <laughs> Since you said you could help anything with a chip in it. Uh, <laughs> that's not, that I think is the first time anybody who's... Uh, you got to laugh in that box of yours? Uh, probably do, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have an appropriate sound. It's called a clown horn. Oh, but it's not. Oh, there, there it is. is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what what else can we do for you? <laughs> okay. The the main thing is now the the whole idea is is it better to use Wine or VirtualBox to run Windows programs in Linux? Oh, that's a great question. And, yeah. And the reason why I'm asking is, like, for instance, QuickBooks really does not have a Wine version, right? Or a uh, uh, Linux version. And um, what I'm trying to do is protect my computer and from hackers, you know, uh, the virus or the web. So let me explain what Wine is, first of all. Wine, which stands for Wine is not an emulator. Uh, So it it is, in fact, not an emulator. So if you were to use uh, VMware or something like that, that is an emulator that basically um, makes that program think it's running in Windows. And in order to do that, you have to install Windows into the emulator and all of that. Wine doesn't require that. What it does is it simulates the Windows API calls, which is actually good news for you because malware is not going to have the same impact on a Linux box, even if you run a malware program under Wine. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, the Wine wine is kind of... and in fact, before you even try, I would go to the Wine website. It's an open source program. It's free. And see if you can run QuickBooks under Wine. If you've already checked that, then um, I would say go ahead. Wine grades programs in its application database uh, as to compatibility. So QuickBooks okay. 2021 is silver, but QuickBooks I'm sorry, QuickBooks 2001 is silver, but QuickBooks 2002 is garbage, which I think is the lowest. (laughs) I'm guessing the lowest rating, but if we go to version 6, that's platinum, which means it's fully compatible uh, and problem-free. So you have to look at the version that you want to use. Some of them work, some of them don't. The the Linux emulation uh, uh, world has gotten so much better. You can now play a great many games, thanks to Steam uh, on Linux that were designed for Windows using Proton and other things so it's a it's changed a lot leo and micah your tech guys scott wilkinson coming up uh yeah it's, yeah if you it's funny if you go to that database uh that many of them are garbage and many not which version of quickbooks are you looking to run i have not uh, purchased the oh okay yet okay so you would think the older ones would run better, but that's not necessarily the case. 2019 release, garbage. 2016, mm-hmm. garbage. <laughs> uh, the best one is version 6.0. I don't know what year that came out, but that's the mm-hmm. one. And you may get, be able to get some of these for free because, gosh knows, that one might be kind of old. 
Right, right. That does seem pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it, it's just, it's not a reflection on either QuickBooks or on wine. It's just that uh, in the way QuickBooks is written, it just doesn't seem to work well with wine. Okay. Yeah. I would say the best one is 6.0 or version 2004. <laughs> now, now, would it be, I, I really don't like to run the web versions, but would it be, a, or would it be better to run it through the uh, browser? Yeah, we use QBO, QuickBooks Online, uh, and that's how, frankly, Quick, Quicken wants you to do it. So I would I would say that's probably uh, better. You're better off just, and then you don't have to worry at all about compatibility. Although I rem I remember Lisa complaining that it didn't that for a while it wanted Internet Explorer. Oh yes. So, oh. so uh, I think someone called in about that too. Yeah. yeah, I think now it's probably compatible with Chrome at least, uh, or Chromium at least. So yeah, I would you know you could try it for free. I'm sure there's a uh, you know just download it and try it for free. Okay. But who knows? Intuit is so. <laughs> greedy should we say uh that they may not yeah um but yeah you sh the other thing would be do a search on uh, quick quickbooks and linux and uh there'll be a lot of people with experience one way or the other uh, okay there's also open source programs that do much the same thing it depends on you know i mean right. quickbooks is kind of the standard in business is what we use we use qbo right Exactly, and that's what Santa runs. Oh, I mean, uh, another Ooh. guy that I know. Are you really in Santa Claus, Indiana? Is that really a name of a town? Yes, I am. There's a Holiday World, which is a uh, uh, theme park in the United States. Wow. Yep. If you ever look it up, and if you're ever traveling through, it's really a nice, uh, uh, nice uh, uh, place to visit. Nice. Well, next time I'm out your way, I will stop by, Lee. Okay. And I hope you get those Doritos uh, in shape. Well, can I ask you the question really quick? Sure. I would love to hear it. <laughs> is it is it better to open or uh, to munch on the bag, opening it from the bottom or from the top? Oh, well, that's uh, that's one for uh, Mr. Micah Sargent. Ah, uh, so. <laughs> Our Doritos expert. No, you don't even. I bet you I don't, don't Dorit. eat Doritos. He's, he's very clean. My thought would be that opening them from the top of the bag, if they've been stored with the bottom down, is probably the best yes, way. Because you're left with all the little bottom. crumbs at the yeah, bottom. Yeah. If you open it from the bottom, then you're going to get crumbs and stuff all over your fingers as you're just trying to have those delightful Shameful admission. Chips. Shameful admission. But well, when I get to that crumb... When I get the crumb layer, uh, I always just throw that out. I don't good you know, for try you. To, to drink the That's crumbs. where there's so much salt. So yeah. that's actually well, I like a good the thing. salt. That's oh, the best part. But see, no. That, yeah. John and our, uh, our studio manager, who is an expert in this, apparently says, uh, don't open from the bottom, then all the chips fall out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why didn't I say that? That solved my problem. <laughs> yeah. Never, never. And I do have my Dorito uh, uh, chopsticks right here. So if you... Uh, if you want to borrow those, you can just pluck those right out of there without getting your fingers so you can continue to type with your Dorito chopsticks on. You need a pair, though, if you're going to do it right. Then you can type, Dorito, type, Dorito. <laughs> hey, a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for calling, Lee. Thanks so much. Thank you, Leo. All righty. Take care. What is hip? Tell me, tell me. I think I know. It's this cat right here, Mr. Scott Wilkinson, home theater geek. Scott, I love this picture you sent. We've showed it before.
but uh, since it's the radio, everybody forgot already. Hello, Scott. Exactly. Hello, Leo. <laughs> How you doing? I am great. Uh, this is uh, Scott was on, I'm going to say the third Tech Guy show. Is that right? I, I think it was the... Because we went, uh, the first show, the first weekend, we were. I was in uh, L.A. at KFI, and then... I said, I asked uh, Robin Bertolucci, the great program director, you know, uh, the big, uh, was it CES or Comdex? I can't even remember. Was it CES? I think it was. The big CES trade show is uh, coming up in Vegas. Do you think I could do the show from there? And she was very kind. Sent me um, John Paoli, the great engineer at the time, the chief engineer at KFI. And then, and then I was walking down the hall and uh, and I saw you, Scott. Wow, wow. And I said, hey, you want to be on the show? Uh, yep. I, I I saw you walking down the hall. I'd been a fan from your tech TV days. And I just stuck out my hand and said, hey, Leo Laporte, I'm Scott Wilkinson. I'm covering the show on audio video stuff. And you said, hey, you want to be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was uh, probably uh, desperate to fill those three hours. Um, I see there my Franklin planner, my ancient wow, look at that phone, uh, uh, and uh, and I was wearing a real watch, <laughs> so you could tell this was back in the day, this was the two thousands. Yes, real but you look the same, Scott. I got to say, you look great. Well, I got a little more hair then than I do now, and my beard had a little bit of red still in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no tuba in this photo, though. Are we sure that's Scott? Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. No, I, I didn't bring my tube at a CES. <laughs> I, ca- I kind of wish I had a, a John Paoli, uh, in the engineer, in that shot. John passed uh, some years later and uh, was a great oh. guy. I really liked him. And uh, he really worked hard to get that all working on the air from Las you had Vegas. A whole, you had a whole studio on the, in the middle of the show floor. Yeah, it's That's kind of awesome. amazing. Yeah. And there's a banner yeah. and everything. I think KFI made me a banner that says, uh, the tech guy. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I wonder where that banner went. <laughs> What's up in the uh, world of home theater, Mr. Wilkinson? Well, you know, it's um, coming to the end of the year, and I've been thinking about what is uh, what were the most important stories of the year, for example. And, yeah. uh, uh, in terms of uh, video, it's very clear to me that it's the Quantum Dot OLED. You, it's so funny because this time a year ago, you said, I can't tell you what it is, but something's going to appear at CES that is going to be a big yep. new television technology. Yep. And that was it. QD OLED. Right. Exactly. Which is the first really new uh, video display technology in a very long time. Yeah. And it, it's based on OLED, which we know, and it's it's my certainly my favorite TV display technology. Um, but instead of uh, using color filters to get the green and the red part, parts of the picture, uh, it uses what are called quantum dots, which actually emit green and red when stimulated by the blue backlight, OLED backlight, on these TVs. Much simpler, much more efficient, much brighter, uh, much greater color gamut. It's uh, it's really a Big step forward in display technology. Are, so, are all the companies making QD OLED uh, displays now? No, no. Uh, Samsung Display, which is their raw panel manufacturer, is making the displays. And the only companies as of now that are selling them are Samsung Electronics and Sony. Mm. All right. Uh, but 
I expect at CES there will be others. We will see others being introduced and probably larger sizes too. Right now, the only sizes that are available from either company are 55 and 65 inch. Yeah. And 65 inch, you might say, well, that's plenty big enough. Well, yeah, but we've got also plenty of 70, 75, 85 inch TVs now that are reasonably priced. Those are the LCD technology, which has never been as good as OLED. Um, but I suspect, you know, like anything digital, once you start making it in volume, you can ramp up the size, you can bring down the cost. Uh, and so I bet you we're going to see some uh, announcements with QD OLED. Here it is, uh, 19 years after we first did that show at CES, and CES is coming yep. up again. Are you going this year? I am not. Yeah. I, I I thought about it, and I, I almost decided to go, but I actually I became very ill with a respiratory infection a few weeks ago, and not COVID, but still RSV probably. That's what everybody's and, getting, mm-hmm. some mishmash of oh, uh, illnesses, oh, and it's just terrible. Yeah. I don't yeah, blame you. Yeah, so I said, you know what? I'm going to be, the discretion is going to be the better part of valor for me. I just was sick. I don't want to get sick again. It's an international Petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. 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 And I said, I'm, I'm not going to go. I, I had some invitations to some really cool things. And what do you think we'll see? Will there be a, an announcement as big this year at CES as that announcement last year? Or I'm sorry, I, this year, next year, this, you know what I'm saying? Next year, yeah, right, right. In a couple of weeks is really what it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Rich Demuro will cover it, and I hope you'll get you on. I'm, I'm sending him uh, all the information about uh, all of our people. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I do hope to. I do hope to uh, to join him once in a while on the show, and I'm I'm so sad to uh, to be saying goodbye to this. Which, Just to me, not, and, and you're not saying goodbye to me either, because we'll also have well, you yeah, on the we podcast. We're going to be having you on the podcast <laughs> oh, no. for sure. So it isn't oh, really yeah. goodbye, except uh, it's uh, through a different uh, ch- means. Uh, <laughs> they're a different medium uh but but you know no we will we will absolutely continue to talk because uh how would i know what's going on in the, in the tv world? so was that the is that the one and only big development in uh, 2022 is qd oled well it was the biggest one certainly um we we had we saw refinements and other things i was trying to think of an audio what would be the biggest audio development in 2022 and I honestly can't think of a big I, one. I, I would mean, vote for new Bluetooth codecs uh, that sound a lot better. Okay, I agree. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, most people aren't experiencing them because in order for you to experience them, both the device playing the music and the device, the headphones receiving the music have to support them. The that's The one correct. that's been out for a while that is the best most people can get is X. But uh, uh, there are other blue, new Bluetooth codecs, right, that sound uh, quite good. They're still highly compressed, but they've gotten good yeah. at the technology, I think. And Yeah, they sure have. They yeah. sure have. Compression, you're right. Compression, both video and audio, has gotten better at data reduction without losing quality. Yeah. So that is that is a, a, an important thing. True. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, I, I, saw a, I saw a quick uh, a, a product that I thought was really cool. Uh, from uh, uh, iFi. Remember iFi? Yeah, in fact, uh, Micah has the iFi DAC, as do I. Mm-hmm. 
You, anyway, for all those all those devices that don't have a headphone output, yeah. Anymore, iFi now has a $59, $69 thing that you can plug into the power port and gives you a headphone output with high resolution audio. Nice. So I'm looking forward to trying that. Nice. Uh yeah, there 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 are some exciting movements there and since nobody has a headphone jack anymore, we need it. Scott Wilkinson Follow him on YouTube, youtube.com slash avsforum, and his articles at theavsforum.com. Thank you, Scott. It's been a pleasure working with you. Leo and Micah, your tech guys. More after this. Bye-bye. A little Tom Lear. I love that. I'm thinking we should just, uh, in the news show, since we don't have the ASCAP BMA rights for music, we just play nonstop oh, Tom Lehrer. Yes. For all. Sold. <laughs> I love his voice. I love parody music. So I'm sold. We've got it all figured out. Hanukkah and Santa Monica. <laughs> Hanukkah starts uh, tomorrow night. Happy Hanukkah to all and sundry. Uh, back to the phones we go with Rusty on the line from San Diego. Hi, Rusty. Did I press the button? I did. Have I turned on the sound? I have. Hello, Rusty. Hello, Rusty. All right. I, I hear sound, so that usually means it's not muted, but I don't know what's going on. So that's it's all right. very quiet. Person. We'll move on to Peter in um, uh, Amesbury, Mass. Hi, Peter. Hi. Hey, Leo. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I am living the dream. Uh, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about a network problem with Mint Mobile. Yes. And uh, you pushed me in the right direction. And just a word, should you need to help someone else or to somebody else listening, the network that they have set on their web page as what you should use yes. needs adjusting. Oh, interesting. It's not correct. Yes. Okay. Wow. So I had a hard time getting it on. And when I finally did get it on, there was one thing that they manually told me that I should be able to change that I couldn't, uh, which was the MNC. They had oh. on the website set at 260, and they told me 240 worked better. Unfortunately, I couldn't get that to work, meaning the minute I put that in, it wouldn't save it. It would only save all the other corrections with the 260 in there. That's so bizarre. It was working perfectly. <laughs> And it worked perfectly on the new network. So, so they gave you the new APN settings, but the APN settings are wrong on the website. Uh, wrong, uh, wrong again. So what happened was they ended up killing my SIM because they tried to send me. On oh, no! So I told them, "Don't I do that." Need the physical. Yeah. So they sent me a new one, and what it did was it downloaded a whole bunch of those, meaning like say ten of the same settings. Yeah, yeah. Plus. My old ones, that's fine. I went on to uh, a Wi-Fi network, put it on, restarted the phone. Now, the phone was working fine. Day one, everything, this was yesterday. Yeah. Everything worked perfectly. Yeah. Today I got up, we're back to the same problems. Oh, now, when I say the same problems, it's getting better. Because at the height of the bad settings, the network, the internet was getting fuzzy. Huh. Right now, the internet works fine. The phone, I couldn't make or receive a phone call. So I'm talking to you. So that's it's obviously the, fixed. The outbound yeah. is going, but it still acts funny in the sense that 
like when I'm calling you, say on your 800 number, yeah, it just says calling. It doesn't usually you hear like a it connecting and then you hear ringing. And then I either get Kim or I get a busy signal. Well, that so, is not necessarily little, Mint's problem. That just means there's a lot of people trying to call the same number. Okay. Well, well, I, I've had the same issue calling other places. Oh, other places. Okay. I don't. Have, you don't hear a so ring. the MNC MNC yeah, is the mobile network code, and that okay. contains your mobile country code, your MCC. That's three digits, and then there's a three-digit MNC, and you got to have yeah, that, that right, works. or you know. We now have we have now have that all right according to good. what they say. Good. The main issue here now is I can't text. Oh no! And I can receive a text, and what it does is like I was trying. I sent one out early this morning. This is a this is a phone you brought to Mint, not one you bought at Mint, right? We should mention Mint is Correct. a sponsor, so uh, I I do want to give you a little extra. Plus, I really like Ryan Reynolds, and he owns it, so we got to be nice, right? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm being. Were you happy with the support? Where did they seem very helpful or not? Well, like with all support, you get. Yeah, it depends on the person. They make their best effort. Yeah, I'll put it yeah, that way. Yeah, and like at one point they sent me to Samsung. Okay, well, because it's a Samsung phone. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes these mobile uh, network codes are actually built into the phone. The country code might well be built into the phone. So you can't okay. mess with well, that. It, it's at two forty now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but the second time I got, you know, when I got to settings with network with network settings at Samsung, they're like, "Oh, well, we can't type those." Huh. So, so when Mint told me to go there again, I just hung they up. do the country code. <laughs> yeah, you found another guy. That's a good. By the way, that's a good little tip when you're getting support is the the quality of support really is tied to the person you're talking to and hanging up and getting another, not be nice, say, okay, thank you, and hang up and then go to another person, call again, you probably get a new person because there's, you know, they're yeah. big call centers. Often you'll get a better, you know, you might get a worse person, but you just keep doing it until you get somebody who sounds like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and Usually a more senior personal. exasperating when, yeah. like, right now I thought I had everything fixed. So what the text is doing is, like I said, I was lucky I got one out this morning. And then I was trying to write one, and I'm in, say, I was at where you have what you call your conversations. So I open up the one I wanted to type to, so I start typing. Was this uh, just that I'm going to, I have to run because we got a lot of people in line, but I, I, I think this was probably partly because it was an older Samsung uh, that probably wouldn't have happened if you got a newer phone. Uh, that was why the eSIM and didn't work. But anyway, I'm glad you got it working, Peter. I appreciate it. Let's try Rusty one more time just to see. Ah, oh, there he is. Hi, Rusty. Hello, Leo. How are you? I am well. From San Diego. What's going on? Leo, if it's possible, I wanted to ask a few questions and then just get the answers in the show notes so I don't tie up airtime. Okay, good. Because, yeah, we only have a few minutes here. So what, what are the questions? Uh, we, my wife and I want to start from scratch with a home theater in our, in our house. <laughs> well, that won't take too long. <laughs> What's your, like, give me your budget first. What, what do you want to spend? Cause you know, Scott has sometimes those home theater of the month things that are 30, 40, $50,000. I'm thinking you don't want to spend that much. No, not even close. How much would you like to spend? Um, we hadn't thought of that because we thought we had all this time when we're ready next summer. We'll just get a hold of Leo. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Rich is good on this. 
And we're uh, just so you know, Mike and I are going to continue to take questions, but we're just going to do it over the internet on uh, Sundays, same time, same uh, same internet station, which is TechGuyLabs.com. We'll be doing it uh, live streaming audio and video. We'll also make a podcast out of it. The biggest difference oh, is, good. yeah, yeah. The biggest difference is we're going to ask you to zoom in mm-hmm. so we can see you. But we'll ever have we'll have everybody do it on their phone. Just we'll give you a, a Zoom link and we'll do it on the phone, and that way, uh, you know, we can talk on the phone and still see you, which I kind of like. Uh, so, so yeah, you have time for this summer. Don't worry. Don't don't freak out. We'll be we'll still be here. I'll still have okay. the army of tech guys ready and willing, including Scott. Yeah, Wilkinson. I was going to say Scott will be able to help with that yeah. one too. So start thinking about your budget because that's going to be the first question always is how much do you want to spend? And sometimes people, uh, when they're doing the budget, they say, well, I got 3000 to spend on a TV and forget that it, does, it doesn't end with the TV. Right. In fact, really, uh, home theater implies the sound. And there's a, you know, you could spend anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to thousands of dollars. Good sound is really important. Uh, you might want an AV receiver. You want streaming devices. You might be wanting a roku or an apple tv or fire tv so all of these things kind of go one goes with the other so you and now don't spend a lot on cables so you can take you know just give a 100 bucks for cables but uh yeah for your budget i think the tv is probably only about uh maybe 60 or 70 percent of your budget the rest depending on how much sound you want if you have a big room to fill sometimes it's nice in some ways getting a home theater a uh, good home theater audio system doubles as your music system right. as well. Yeah. So you might want to spend a little more money for better speakers and a bigger amplifier just so you can have a party, have a dance party. Uh, that's you know, And then you'll get the benefit, uh, not only when you're listening to music, but when you're watching TV and Tom Cruise flies overhead with his uh, F-15 Phantom, <laughs> it'll scare the neighbors. And that's what you want. 8888-ASK-LEO, the phone number, your tech guys. Micah and Leo continue on. Right after this. We're going to get back to the Tech Guy Show, the final Saturday episode in just a bit, but I want to thank Noom, our sponsor. You know me, I'm a loving a Noom. Noom is the way to lose weight. And uh, both Lisa and I have done it and love it. When we decide to lose weight, it, it's not about the number on the scale. I mean, I mean it can be, but there are many reasons you want to make a change to be more healthy, to be more uh, athletic, or you know, more active, uh, just to look better, right? And whatever your reason, even just to change the number on the scale, Noom Weight is ready to help. One of the things that's great about Noom, and here this is the Noom app, the the new Noom app, updated Noom app is beautiful. One of the great things about Noom is it it's not a diet. It's it's really not. It's about it's about psychology. It's about why you eat and how you eat so that you understand. Do you eat because you're bored? Do you pass up? Uh, f- can't pass up food because it's there. That's for me. That's a good one. I also do something called fog eating. And uh, and that means I'm just ch- chowing down without even thinking about it. These are the Noom lessons. And now I'm I'm kind of far along here. I'm in Noom 302. Uh, but it, when you first start, it gives you lots of information about why you're eating. There's quizzes. There's writing times that you spend. It's just a really great way to kind of delve into your reasons 
for eating. And once you understand your reasons for eating and your reasons for wanting to change how you eat, Noom Weight will help you break the cycle and change your habits for good. Again, not a diet. There are no forbidden foods. There's nothing you can't eat. It isn't. It doesn't work that way. In fact, which is a good thing because most I've been on a lot of diets. Most diets you kind of rebel against eventually and go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to eat what I want. With Noom, it's not about that at all. You can eat whatever you want. You even get off days if you want. If you lose track, Noom will get you back on track. There's no punishment. But what Noom does do is help you understand what's the mechanism, right? Why you're doing that. Why you say, no, no, you you, you can't tell me not to eat Captain Crunch. <laughs> what's going on there? The, the, the Noom program is fantastic. You get a coach. You get a support group. You can log your meals. But most importantly, you get these great lessons, which are designed for you and your goals. They're unique to you. That's why they say losing weight starts up here. It starts with your brain. It uses psychology to help you understand your eating habits, to learn how to make healthier choices every day. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices, those cravings you have. It helps you understand what's going on. And I'll tell you what, it's so much better Instead of saying, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. No, no, no. To go, oh, yeah, I know why I feel that way right now. Or, you know, catch yourself. And this happens to me all the time now. Eating without paying attention. I'm a big fog eater, as I said. Uh, watching TV, looking at the laptop, looking at the phone. Or just standing there, <laughs> staring into space, eating potato chips. Now, I've broken the cycle. When I'm doing that, I go, oh, look at that. Fog eating. Or I can even look at... Well, what was my day like? Why am I doing this? It really is valuable. Noom Weight to date, get this, has helped more than 4.6 million people lose weight. Help me, help my wife. Uh, I know many Noomers. Brianna Wu lost 100 pounds on Noom. One of our uh, uh, regular club members, good friend, lost 60 pounds on Noom. In fact, <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw him. Hadn't seen him in a few months. Saw him and it was like, what? I didn't recognize him. He loved it, and you will too. Everybody's journey is different, though, so your daily lessons, they're personalized to you, to your goals. It's using scientific principles like cognitive behavioral therapy. Maybe you've heard of CBT. It's really about understanding your relationship with food, why you eat what you eat, and to help kind of get the, the scales off your eyes about what you're doing. It focuses on progress, not perfection. You don't have to give up carbs. You don't have to give up anything. Uh, no restrictions. Uh, if you've got cravings or food FOMO, Noom Weight can help you lose weight while still enjoying your favorite foods. I'll never forget. I think it was on my first week. I, I told my coach, I'm sorry, I had a hot dog. She said, what? why are you sorry? I said, well, I'm not supposed to have hot dogs, right? She said, you can have hot dogs. It's not about not eating your favorite foods. It's about eating consciously, right? You choose your level of support. You can have five-minute daily check-ins, personal coaching, whatever you want. And those lessons, I have to say, those lessons are great. They even have, oh, I guess it's different every day. Now it's a tip of the day. Oh, I like that. So every day they've got like a something you could share on your on your Insta. Uh, a lot of times they have cartoons. Oh, that's funny. I, I thought it was a cartoon every day, but it's now it's a tip of the day. So it changes all the time. I'm, I just love Noom. I'm really, really happy with it. I know you will be too. It's grounded in science. It's not a fad diet. It's not a fad anything. Active numerous lose an average of 15 pounds in 16 weeks. I lost 20. Lisa lost 20. Or maybe she lost 15. She didn't have as much to lose as me. That's the other thing. You know, Lisa is in great shape. She's fit. 
she had a few pounds she wanted to lose. Those last ones are hard, right? Worked so well for her. She's now lower than she's been in years and is maintaining it. She's in maintenance mode. 95% of customers say Noom Weight is a good long-term solution. I am one of them. 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles that they've published so far uh, that let users and practitioners and scientists and the public understand their methods and effectiveness. They've got this new book coming out, the first ever, The Noom Mindset. That will I'm pre-ordering that. That will be so interesting. Look, stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weight's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today, noom.com slash twit, N-O-O-M dot com slash twit. Sign up for your trial uh, and check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, which is a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change. They have learned a lot. With 4.6 million people using Noom, they've really learned what works and what doesn't work. Uh, in fact, in a way, you know, I, I started Noom very early on, more than a year ago. Now, if you're starting now, you're getting like the the benefit of all, all of these people and what worked for them and what didn't. It's great. They're always adjusting. Available for pre-order if you want to get that book, The Noom Mindset. It's on Amazon or your favorite bookstore. The Noom Mindset. And I really want you to go to Noom.com slash twit. Noom.com. Slash twit. Now back to the Tech Guy Show. Well, hey, hey, hey. How are you today, Leo Laporte here? Micah Sargent there. It is your Tech Guy 2 on the Radio. <laughs> Ready to answer your calls, your questions, your comments, your suggestions. Let's talk high tech. You and us. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number. If you prefer 8888-ASK-LEO and Micah, that will work. You could try it. Your fingers might get sore, <laughs> uh, but it will work. Uh, 888-827-5536-743921. Wow. No, I made that up. Oh, I was going to say, you remember Are you the number okay? Right You've got a uh, brace on your left hand. Oh, I'm fine. Is that a carpal tunnel injury? It's a cubital tunnel injury. Uh, the lesser known of the tunnel Yeesh. syndromes. Is it from too much typing? No, so that's actually, I just got asked that question. No, it's uh, compression in the elbow. That's where the cubital tunnel exists. It presses on the ulnar nerve and it makes your uh, finger, your pinky finger and your ring finger go numb. Eesh. So I can't really use either of those fingers Eesh. right now. I'm and not going to ask you. So it's a pain. I'm not going to ask you how you got it, but uh, uh, it's just from leaning too much on this elbow. Leaning on your elbow, truly leaning. I, Do you want to get on that side <laughs> and lean what, on the other elbow so for it's a change? Not, yeah, just anytime I sit in a chair, I was always leaning on this elbow. This just encourages so that I, the I, way we've got you in the little corner. But there. I don't, I don't do it now. I've, I've, I'm very careful because uh, it's basically an it's a long process back to recovery well so. now i know we're going to put you on the new ass tech i show we're going to put you on the left yeah there we go so that you don't lean on your i don't know i don't know how that works <laughs> we'll 80, figure it out <laughs> 88, 88 ask leo back to the phones we go and oh it's micah in maine micah hi micah say hi to micah hello leo hello micah hello micah Nice, nice, nice to get you on the last show. Congratulations! And it's not the last show. I know that, and I'm looking forward to hearing the new show. It's the penultimate show. Which, if I said that, yeah. people would go, "Well, what does that mean?" And is there a shot but for not it? Someone like me. Yeah. So, what's up in the uh, in the world of the? Uh, okay, let me see if I can get this right. The Airplane Geek Podcast. Oh, you got it. That's huh, great. Finally. <laughs> finally. It only took me 19 years, ladies and gentlemen. Micah is a co-host of the Airplane Geek podcast, which is great at airplanegeeks.com. If you're into airplanes, you know you've heard Micah call in to talk. This was the week, the last 747. 
uh, was rolled off the uh, assembly line, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a, it's the freighter version. And it's going to Atlas Air, and they're not going to be building anymore. Now they'll be in the air for a very very long time, but uh, but none because at flying freight. But uh, the passenger versions are getting less and less. In fact, I can't know. I don't know offhand if there are any more passenger seven forty seven. That's the one uh, that had <laughs> when it first came out a cocktail lounge upstairs. Most airlines converted that upstairs into more seating. Uh, but I've flown Qantas's 747s. Uh, SAS had a lovely 747. I loved that uh, that plane. Why are they discontinuing it? Four engines over two engines. You have to use a lot more fuel. Ah, okay. So the 777, it's, uh, I guess, replacement from Boeing, is only a two-engine jet. Right. Everything else that's being made right now is only two engines. Even the, eight, the giant Airbus A380 is only two engines. The A380 is no longer being made either. Oh, because it's too big. <laughs> it's four engines, yeah. and it's too yeah. big. And and it was designed and came out, uh, I guess, way after its time. It's be, we didn't have direct flights, and there was hub and spoke, and that's what it was designed for. Right. Hub, and, hub and spoke flights, where now, with the 787 and the 777, you can go directly from one place to another. You can fly direct nonstop from Boston to China now. It's amazing, isn't it? And that's what people want. Nobody wants to stop. Yeah. No, changing planes, what a pain in the neck, you know? Nobody yeah. wants to do yeah. that. Yep. So you are, uh, because you're with the Airplane Geeks, uh, you know all about this uh, ADSB uh, database. Tell me, tell me about this. This is the database that uh, the flight tracker was using uh, that Elon got so upset about. Somebody told me, actually, this is the first question I have for you, Micah. Somebody told me you can take your, you can take your, uh, air, your tail number off of the database. Is that true? Not exactly. It's not a database. ADSB stands for Automatic Dependent Surveillance and Broadcast. And every aircraft must, by law, broadcast its ADSB so that it can be seen by other aircraft. You uh, must have an ADSB out. A transponder, a in effect, to identify you. Exactly. Yeah. It's an identify thing, and it's being broadcast all over. So there's not a database, but there are some groups. And if you want to, you can get a Raspberry Pi and you can take part of it and you can live track any ah. airplane in the world. So this now, this this AD, AD, uh, comes, ADSB comes from people watching the skies and saying, oh, I just saw tail number 7394 fly overhead. Exactly. And you can track and I, I there's a. Uh, Apps called like Flight Radar Twenty Four is one that many yeah. people know. And I've used FlightAware for years. Is that how these work? Right. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, Elon took out Flight Radar Twenty Four's account. It's gone. So it's FlightAware's account. And the big one, the important one, is ADSB Exchange. You see, Elon was paying Flight Radar Twenty Four and FlightAware, and any many big corporations. Pay them not to broadcast oh. the ADSB signal. He was buying an unlisted you know, number, in effect. Pretty much. Yeah. But ADSB Exchange, which is owned by a guy named Dan Stryford, says, we're not taking any money. <laughs> it's available to anybody. With a military aircraft that broadcasts Oops. ADSB, yeah. any aircraft in the world, they, you can join it by having your Raspberry Pi, plugging it into your computer, 
connecting to, a, to uh, ADSB Exchange or Flight Radar 24 or whatever, and you can monitor it. So it's something that every aircraft has. And yes, you can pay to have it blocked, and Elon does, but through ADSB Exchange, they don't accept the payment to have it blocked. It's over. There's nothing you can do. Oh, so if you want to hide, if you want to hide, the only way to do that is to fly a, a, not a, your own personal corporate jet, but do a rental. You know, fly net jet, yeah. something like that. Then you don't know who's flying. Right. It. But he has his own plane, and so we know what that tail number is associated with, just as Jeff right. Bezos does and many others. And Jack Sweeney, the yeah. guy who runs those accounts, no longer on Twitter, uh, is, is just wrote a bot that, that scrapes the ADSB database and puts that information on Twitter, or was on Twitter, now on Instagram exactly. and Facebook and Mastodon, which just shows Elon you can't shut, it. You can't shut something like this yeah. down. How about the president's plane? How about Air Force One? Doesn't this also give out? Absolutely. You can, there, there's, there was an Air Force One tracker that was a bot that was on that I'm sure that Elon has taken off, but it's available. You can track that all the time. So Elon's more afraid than the president of the United States. That's interesting. Exactly. Exactly. All because some guy, they, I, I don't even like the word docs. I'm not even sure what it means, but <laughs> some guy came up to his car wearing a mask and frightened him. Yeah. Well, and, and I think honestly, and that's even that story is somewhat suspect. The problem with Elon at this point is he lies, and we know he lies, and so we don't. We just don't know what's going on, and it's too bad. Uh, exactly, there are tweets of him. He was in touch with Jack. Jack's yeah. a twenty-year-old college kid. He's yeah. a great guy. I've spoken yeah. with him, yeah. and he was in touch with him, and and said, and he even tweeted, "No problem. We'll let him on. Free speech. It's fine." And then all of a sudden, he's gone. Yeah. But not just him. Anybody that reports on him, all the flight trackers out there, everyone is absolutely gone. The and most comical thing, and we weren't going to talk about Elon, but it's hard not to. The most comical thing Elon did is he also banned any mention. In fact, if you if you put a link to Mastodon, which is this uh, kind of non-commercial version of Twitter, we have our own Mastodon at twit.social. If you put a link to twit.social on Twitter, it says this is a malicious site. We, you can't you, you can't go to this site. Which is hysterical. It's like he doesn't want to just ban free speech on Twitter, which is his absolute right. He wants to really block any mention of any other place. Jack has an account on Mastodon, yeah. and I guess that's why he's blocking it. So do I, and mine's with twit.social. Thank you. Thank you, Micah. But, I appreciate but, it. But, yeah, but what's crazy is that he's blocking it on Twitter, but all you have to do is log into Flight Radar 24 or ADSB yeah. Exchange. And you can't stop it. Right it. There. Yeah. It's all public information. Yeah. And why would you block public information? Well, that's the crazy. He can do it on Twitter. And uh, honestly, uh, you know, more power to him. Go right. ahead, block it on Twitter all you want. Um, and then it's sad because Twitter used to be a very nice, useful thing. Um, but, uh, it's not anymore. And that, that happens sometimes in the world and, uh, it's his now he can do whatever he wants with it. I mean, that's just he the fact. Can. Yeah. But let's end this on something very happy. Yes. I think we should end Please. it on something very happy. Something happy. It's, it's a wonderful day for you. Today is the 119th anniversary of the first flight ever. If it weren't for the Wright brothers, 119 years ago today, we would not be talking travel. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a great anniversary. And really, only 119 years ago. Really? Right? Exactly. Isn't that amazing? That. It was, 
A very good book that I read that I I would recommend that I love. David McCullough wrote a book about the Wright brothers called The Wright Brothers. It's a wonderful book, the history of the Wright brothers, and a great story it is. Uh, two fellas who just didn't give up and, uh, and, and, and brought us flight, which everybody thought was impossible. 50 years after that, we were on the moon. Amazing. That's what's most amazing, isn't it? Well, I uh, tip of the hat to everybody at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, uh, to the Wright Brothers. If you want to read a great book about the Wright Brothers, that David McCullough book is fantastic. Thank you, Micah. Oh, it has been such a pleasure knowing you all these years. What did you first call the tech guy? Do you remember? Uh, four or five years ago, I've been listening forever and ever and ever. But four or five years ago, I've been calling and... You know, I try, try not to call in too often, and I'm very happy you were able to let me in this time. And hopefully I can be a somewhat regular with you. In this I would love that. I would love you're, that. Uh, when you're there on Zoom. And Elon's jet just left uh, San Jose, just in case anybody <laughs> anybody cares, uh, because it is on the public adsbexchange.com. Thank you, Micah. Thank you. <laughs> Happy holidays. Let's see if let's see if Elon can ban the radio station. <laughs> oh, is that your uh, signing off note? Yeah, tail sign 628TS, just in case you want to know. 8888-ASK-LEO, Micah and Leo, uh, getting in trouble with the old, uh, with the old Elon Musk. Oh, buddy. Oh, who cares? Uh, more of your calls coming up, I promise. No more Elon. Why are we both wearing clippy sweaters? Acquiring uh, be- minds want to know. Because we both spend money on foolish things is why. Microsoft got our $82 for yes. these fine acrylic, ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes. But the, you know, Clippy deserves, I think, to be celebrated. I agree. Yeah. In fact, I had to run into Target the other day and I was wearing this sweater and someone who I didn't know was like, oh, I love that sweater. That's such a cool sweater. <laughs> People know Clippy. They do. And it's funny because Clippy was hated when Clippy was around. Yeah. Now that Clippy's if, not around. If you had to be subjected to Clippy, yeah. no good. But if you're just celebrating him on your sweater. So this uh, this is, this is Microsoft does an ugly Christmas sweater every year. This year celebrates Clippy, the little assistant, long lost assistant from Microsoft Office. There's a picture of Clippy with his googly eyes. And he's saying, happy holidays. And there's an OK button. Boop, which you can click. Boop. <laughs> Might be a little too personal if you click, click that. But yeah, that, you know. just click just your own OK. Click your please. own OK button. Don't click others. Victor is on the line from Vista, California. Our next call. Hi, Victor. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, hold on there. Hey. You're on the radio. Hello. Okay. Leo, I wish you many happy brunches, and I'll be listening to your podcast. My wife has said we are going to have brunch every Saturday from now on. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if I want, like the idea of going on your your uh, Zoom thing. Well, I know. I realize some people won't want to be on camera, huh? Yeah. But we have an email where we can email questions and stuff. Yes. Ask the tech guy. Ask the tech guy at twit.tv. Good. Okay. And we will do some emails as well because, uh, you know, that that's one way you can get in. Yeah. And I, in a way, that's good because then we can take our time with it. And Great. Yeah. One reason I like your show, uh, many reasons, but I like I like it that you also talk about the big picture stuff like Twitter and cryptocurrency, not just the nerdy, geeky stuff. And yeah. And that's kind of I prefer to talk about that because I think that's what people need to know. Right. 
Yeah, and hopefully the new people will continue. Oh, uh, Rich is wonderful. Rich, uh, and I, I'll say it again, Rich on Tech is taking over Rich DeMoreau from KTLA. He's great. He's Good. He's filled in for me many times, and he really knows the show, he knows the people, and he knows this stuff. Great. Yeah. And hopefully they'll let you, when they go on vacation, they'll let you fill in once or twice a year. You well, know, that would be funny. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I have the equipment. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, well, I have one, before I get to my question on uh, uh, secure, uh, the best computer for secure banking and so forth, uh, let me make one more brief comment on crypto. Um, I just thought of an analogy that, Cryptocurrency is like the uh, paper money issued by the wildcat banks yes, in the uh, that's right. 19th century. It, nothing backing it. It's just total Ponzi. And the banks would you know, open up and have nothing, no reserves or anything, unregulated. They'd go, go for a few months or years and then fail. And people were left with wallpaper money that mm. they couldn't do anything with. That's a very good point. Yeah, I remember the battle cry, save your Confederate dollars, boys, the South will rise again. And exactly, but there's a great article on Wikipedia on wildcat banking, and I, I wish people would look at that. Oh, that's now. really good. Oh, that's very good. I'm linking it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. Okay. Thank you for telling us about that. Now, in terms of secure computers that are affordable, like a, uh, I prefer a pad, an iPad or a uh, Chrome. Well, iPad's very secure. Uh, a yeah. Chrome OS. I wouldn't recommend an Android tablet, but there are Chrome OS tablets. In fact, Google makes one uh, uh -huh. that are as secure. The Chrome OS was designed specifically for this idea of how do you make a computer that is is impossible to hack. Now, nothing's impossible to hack, but as long as somebody doesn't get a hold of your computer, as long as you don't install a, uh, a Chrome extension called I Steal Password, it's okay? You're probably... <laughs> good because it has software on it that detects a change for instance to the operating system and it'll it won't boot if the operating system yeah. isn't pure ipad's very similar i would say the ipad is absolutely secure i wouldn't use an android tablet android is right. problematic now when you buy a chromebook uh now they're very secure but what are you giving up when you get a chromebook uh, are you losing anything that yeah, you would you're, you're losing a lot <laughs> You're losing all the things that make a Windows machine insecure, which is that it's a general operating system that can run programs, any program you choose, right? right? And so uh, a Chromebook is just the Chrome browser. No, no programs are running on there. Actually, Google has added the capability of running Android apps. I wouldn't do that. That's mm -hmm. a bad idea. But you don't need it for your banking because you're banking. You're just going on a browser, right, to the bank. Yeah, so I could buy a Chrome pad uh, or a, a tablet or something, mm -hmm. something and then just use it for banking, brokerage, and things like that. I think that's a very, very good idea. We had uh, one of the most famous security guys out there, Alex Stamos, on one of our shows a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he said he bought his entire family, you know, his parents, his grandparents, Chromebooks. He says, best thing I ever did. Uh, now, here's a guy who really knows security and has seen a lot of break-ins. And uh, he, he agrees with me, which is... Actually, it was kind of encouraging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you go now. But uh, it's been a, a pleasure to talk to you several times. And I hope you get today or tomorrow to the uh, to the cryptocurrency scandals that have uh, happened. It's, in we've talked about it. We'll talk about it some more. Yeah. yeah. Stay away, basically. Enjoy your brunches, Leo. Thank you. <laughs> Leo and Micah, your tech guys. More to come right after this. Yeah, Google makes, uh, the what is it, the Chrome Go, or what do they call there? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a little detached. It has a keyboard, but it's detachable.
And um, actually, they may have stopped selling that. Yeah, I don't not, know. I see them linking to a lot of third other people's versions. stuff, right? Yeah, Acer, Asus, HP. But yeah, there's there's tablets. You don't need a. Uh, it's nice to have a little detachable keyboard for the, for the times you want to, um, you know, type stuff. Um, that's the only negative on tablets is typing on glass is no fun. I think. But I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny Jet's coming up. Hey, Mr. JJ. Hey, I'm back. He's back. He's back. He's back. You didn't go nowhere, did you? Nope. My wife has sinuitis. Oh, oh God. Poor girl. Jeez. So. She can't go on an airplane because of the pressure. Yes. Yeah. So we just can't. I'm just getting my trip alerts right now from TripIt saying that my flight's delayed. I was supposed to be in the Chicago airport right now. Oh yeah, sure. Connecting to uh, White Plains. Never fly through Chicago in the winter or the summer. Well, uh, that is one of my tips, but I actually purposely <laughs> did it because I wanted to um, get some good pictures of the airport at Christmas time because it's a great airport yeah, at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say because I tell everybody else not to fly through Chicago. I, I thought knew it'd be if safe. I did, I'd be yeah. good to go. Nobody yeah. would be there. <laughs> yeah. This whole time, it's just been about making those airports easier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we shut our studio uh, down. Um, uh, we don't have uh, guests come in anymore. Lisa and I are wearing masks everywhere. We just, uh, everybody's sick. Uh-huh. Um, and and it, everybody's this is sick. one that lingers. It oh, seems. it goes on. Yep. Yeah, we have friends who've had it for weeks now. But my yeah. wife's been sick for over a month. Yikes. November 15th. She's been sick. Holy Jeez cow. Louise. I'm so sorry. So, is she uncomfortable? And, well, she got COVID after I got COVID a couple of weeks ago. Oh boy! And she was tested for everything. She didn't so have she got flu. the sinusitis from COVID. No, I'm not sure. Oh, she's gosh. had a nasty cough since November 15th. Oh, Fortunately, the cough is getting better. I'm so sorry, Johnny. But you know what can you do? I got two little kids. Yeah, they're going to bring home every. And wait till they get into school. We're keeping our daughter away from preschool this month. Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, she was sick, so we had to. Right. Then I was like, I'm not bringing her. I'm not bringing her back to school next week. Now that we're home, that's not worth it. I'm literally paying the school to keep her home. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. Crazy stinks. So, but anyway, I'm back. I'm back. Chat room has uh, has been asking about. The Giz Fizz, which is moving to Wednesdays after this week in Google, yes, we will be broad. We will be streaming that, so the chat room will be able to see it. It will not be club only. Um, we've kind of went on back and forth on that, but John's pointed out that without the chat room, there really isn't much of a Giz Fizz. So we will we will stream that so that you can watch chat room. That'll be Wednesdays after this week in Google, and you know part of this was conditional on uh, John being willing to work late because uh, he he will actually have to stick around for it. Uh, and he says he he wants to. So, someone's asking me about uh, flight apps. I like Mavericks Fifty Six. I like Flighty. Mm-hmm. I, we talked about oh, it yeah, before. Yeah, 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 so, oh, Flighty. Yeah, but the, and that does cost money. Actually, I'm updating it right now because I just went into it and it says I haven't updated it in a while. Uh, how are your kids? By the way, somebody in the chat room wants to know if your kids are doing okay. They're all right. My daughter. She's not a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. You know, I see. I see that Australia. Although I thought Australia was having some problems with flu, even though it's not their season. But I, I was like, listen, 
I would take my kids out of school and just go down to Australia for the season. Hmm. Love that it down like there. A good idea. Yeah. Let's go to summer in uh, in the southern hemisphere. But I, I'm all about summer. The endless summer. Oh yes, he's been everywhere. He's traveled all around the world 43 and a third times. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our travel guru, Mr. Johnny Jet. Hello, John. Hello. You ain't going anywhere right now. <laughs> no, I was supposed to be boarding a plane right now in Chicago. Well, we're glad you're here. Planes. I'm dressed for Chicago, as you can see. <laughs> I'm wearing the official planes, trains, and automobile uh, hat. I, I, I love it. <laughs> and please tell me that Steve Martin didn't give that to you. Uh, he did not. I wish he I wish he had, you know, but I doubt okay. Steve has a whole bunch of these lying around the house. <laughs> I, I did, you know, Willie Nelson did give me a bottle of Old Whiskey River and a bandana, so oh, I, wow, I, I got that cool. going for me. So, uh, <laughs> I saw him in the lounge once. Yeah. Airport, a, airport lounge. Was it, was it quite a great guy? We was, still is. Got to visit yes, his he, uh, tour bus. I remember the door awesome. opening on the bus and all this smoke, smoke coming out. Pouring yeah, out. pouring out yeah. of it. I don't know what's going it's like on. It's like Spicoli. Yeah. Exactly. Fast times. So what's up with you, Johnny? What's latest in travel? I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, where do you want to start? You know, United placed a huge order this week, order this week, over 200 planes. Um, so that's exciting. So they're bullish about the future of flight, I guess. And so is Delta. Delta's CEO came out this week. And he said they're expecting to make more money next year than at any time. It and seems a also, risky bet, uh, to be honest with you, because it's very possible that people will hunker down. I mean, they're not right now, but... I mean, knock on wood, let's hope nothing else... You don't think there'll be another plague and... Uh, and uh, I mean, I hope not. It's, you know, it's supposed to happen every hundred years, but no, they're all bullish. And the president of uh, Delta, sorry, not the CEO, the president came out this week saying that their change fees are not coming back. They're 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 done with that, and Good. they're making so much money even without the Good. change fees. That's great news for consumers because Good. if Delta sticks to that, then the other major carriers will as well. And that is, you know, one of the reasons why I'm able to cancel my flight today with no problems at all. I just keep changing it, and I can that's really um, cool. make another one using yeah. that credit. So it's it's a huge difference, especially for people who are sick. Otherwise, they would have made may possibly made my wife travel, who's not feeling well. You don't want Get to do that. You don't want to force people on the plane if they're not feeling well. Definitely not. No. It's, it's good for everybody. And they have so many people who are at standby. I mean, it, it is it is a win-win. So um, we, we are going on a flight uh, after Christmas, uh, five-hour flight, and there's only middle seats left. What's your advice? Okay. So I had a lot of advice for this. So so go to seatexpert.com. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Not seatexpert.com. Seatguru. Um expertflyer.com expertflyer Expert so flyer. so you have to sign up for they actually give you one um seat assignment but you don't want that just just spend the 499 i think it is or 999 a deal. month deal and go to seat maps put yeah. in your 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 flight yeah and then it will ask you if you want to set an alert so then go and click specific seats and then whichever seats you want so i would do like i just now i was supposed to be flying to philadelphia on another flight on a 787 and because I have elite status, I can get into the premium cabin, which is, you know, like domestic first class, but for free. Hmm. Anyway, I selected every single seat in there to see if anything opened up. And then I would get an email immediately once they opened up and then I can just go right in instead of keep checking uh, every 10 see, minutes. This is why I thought, well, I'm not going to bother. They told us there were only middle seats, but you're saying no. 
that's not necessarily going to stay that way. People cancel. It's, it's not. It's not going to track it because you know why? Because a lot of the freaking flyers, they have the best seats. They get the exit row, the bulkhead. Well, I and, it's on United. And, 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 I have and, and, a lot of miles with United. I I could probably. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you could have booked the last minute. But anyway, right. they're going to start upgrading people five days out, and then they're definitely going to start upgrading them 24 hours out, and then even within a few hours, they'll or be people bumping them up trips. into the top part of the plane. And those of us at the bottom exactly. of the plane, like the, 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 you know, the little crumbs in your Doritos bag, we can rearrange <laughs> and find seats. I, I always do that. Listen, I do not want to get stuck in a middle seat. And I have before. And actually, there's some that don't, don't mind, like an A319 and the, the bulkhead. But just follow that advice. Keep checking. But use a seat expert or um, expert flyer, their, their tracker. And also get to the gate, bring a box of chocolates or a bag of chocolates, give them to the flight attendants and say, or none of the flight attendants, the gate agents say, hey, listen. I know I you have thinking, a difficult job, I, I was but thinking, if you upgrade any freaking flyers, can you give me their good seat? I was thinking instead of chocolates, hard-boiled eggs, could I bring those instead? That won't work. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> I they brought some you, eggs. I'll put you on the toilet. Okay, okay, don't do that. Yeah. Expertflyer.com. Yep. Uh, you want you say do the pro. Well, I can try pro for five days. That's probably all I need. That's all you need. So to sign up for that, sign up, sign it up. Okay, and then hit the seat maps on the left, yeah. and then put in your flight info. They're going to ask you your departure airport, your arrival, the flight number, the airline, and then what class of service because you can check all three or four classes, and then just you can do all you can do all exit rows or all aisles, all windows. But I just do specific seats because I'm. You know, I, I wish certain. it would say, how did you hear about us, Johnny Jet? But I see a friend, the Points Guy, Lonely Planet, Flyer Talk. Well, the Points Guy owns it. They're, they're, oh, this they're, is his thing. Their well, company owns it, Red okay. Ventures. What should I say? I, uh, I'm going to say other and then see if I can put in Johnny Jet. No. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. Well, I'll put radio. It, it's, a, it's a great site. I mean, he was okay. smart to get it. Yeah. It really I is. think I might pay for it just because, well, I don't know. How but it's much? also good to use when you're trying to um, use your miles. Yeah. For tickets and they're yeah. not open. So you can actually put in the flights you want and they'll actually notify you if there's any mileage tickets nice. that open up. Expertflyer.com. I'd never heard of this. Well, you probably told me, but I'd, I, I've heard of all the other. I've mentioned other it ones. before. Seat but, Guru you know. and you know, all that. But this is good. This one Seat actually Guru's is good just to see what seats are available. Yeah. Or not available, one, what they're like. What they're, yeah. Where don't sit near the bathroom or it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So this is, exactly. this is going to help me get. Uh, uh, seats together with my wife instead of us sitting aisles and they apart. will they will move the seats people cancel people change their flights they miss connections or um, they upgrade people so that's why you just keep checking and this will help but also be kind to the gate agent and just tell them say hey can you get can you get me on there yeah and bring a hard-boiled eggs right no yeah bring salamis they'll just love be kind all you can do is be kind Fine. be funny smile salamis. and uh, yeah and also, this is kind of on a related note. Someone asked me in the chat room about talking about booking specific aircrafts. So when I fly, let's say I'm going to L.A. to Miami, American Airlines flies the 787. They fly the H321. I try to avoid the single aisle planes. I try to get the wide body. So before I even book my ticket, I look and see which aircraft is uh, they're, they're flying and which time. And I'm happy to change my time to get that good aircraft because you can get a better seat. You can get upgraded. Well, I have a wide body, so I like the wide bodies, frankly. A little yeah, more well, Some room. of these wide bodies, their seats are tight on the new I ones. I want to so scotch more on room. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, good. All right. 
I just told my wife to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. All right, good. And sign up to my newsletter. Make sure she signs up to my newsletter. Well, we're always signed up to your newsletter, okay, Johnny. Good. Jet. Of course we are. Good. That's at johnnyjet.com slash newsletter. And I'm not bribing um, gate agents, by the way. I see people in the chat room no, talking no, no. about No, no, You're me. being nice to them. You, if, being kind to them. There's no charge for kindness. No. Just be nice. That's all. Yeah. And sometimes the karma comes around. Sometimes it does. They're not going to upgrade you, but you know, if they have time, you can. You, they they can work wonders. Unfortunately, these guys are so stressed. There used to be two agents. A lot of times, there's only one now, yeah, and they're just terrible. trying to get the plane out on time. I and there's know. so much. But and then the, you know, there's always some guy in line's jaw and I'm jawboning and stuff. Just give him the candy and go. Don't spend a lot of time there. Just say, "Remember my name, Johnny Jet. Here's some candy and go." And maybe they'll maybe they'll upgrade you. Maybe not. They won't upgrade you. It's almost impossible to get upgraded these okay. days unless you're a legitimate freaking flyer or you're paying for it. But ask, ask if they're. They, if might, they're, move, if you, they might move the seat if, a little bit. How much it will cost? Say how much. See, it will cost I used to, to be on the radio. I used to be somebody. <laughs> now yeah. I'm just a regular schmuck going down like, the road. Sorry, sorry. Ask, you should ask me last week, Johnny. It's <laughs> been such a pleasure. Will you and your family have a wonderful holiday for us and and a happy new year? And you we'll too. see you in the new year. Stay I safe. So. Stay well. You will. I promise. John, Bye-bye, Johnny Jet. Johnny Jet. Take care. See you, Mike. leaving on a jet plane. Goodbye, Johnny. Goodbye. I'm going to run down the plane. I'm running down the train station track. Johnny, come back, Johnny. Huh? Huh? Oh. <laughs> come back, Johnny. <sighs> no, we're going to get you on the, um, on the new show, too. You know, I just the only thing I tell people is it's only one show and there's six regulars on the. Hey, uh, on the no worries. Show. From time to time, like at least once a month for sure. I'm happy to. Mm-hmm. And it's Sundays. It's Sundays, which makes it better, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm pretty flexible. Yeah. No, we'll de- we'll definitely do that, sir. Thank you, my friend. All right. Well, you guys have a great All right. love. Holiday. Love to be my your poor sinusitis infected wife. I'm sorry she's she's in pain. But you know, you know what, what I didn't mention? What? But I, by the way, I wanted to mention to people. Mention, mention. If, if cost was a problem for flying this holiday, check again. Because I was actually looking at tickets for later this week, just in case she gets better. The prices have gone down, including for using your miles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Doug M is asking, is taking headphones uh, on takeoff and landing a new thing? It's your, it's international airlines. He was on a flight in Vietnam. The, um. I, I noticed that on international flights, they will yeah, they, they want, want you to, to hear attention. what's going on uh, when they crash. Also keep also keep the also keep the window um, open, open. Yes, so you can see if there's flames. But the American Airlines don't do that, do they? Just the, they just, don't. It's 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 bizarre. Yeah, I think Hawaiian might. Yeah, I can't remember. But I think they it don't also wanna, depends on some flight attendants. They don't want to telegram telegraph that you know we could be going down, so just pay attention, just in case. No, it's a safety thing. Every on takeoff and landing, the shades should be up. Yeah, and your headphones should be off, and you should be paying attention. I agree. I yeah. agree. But that's uh, international flights. I've I've had them ask us to do that, but never on a, a U.S. And you ever notice on an international carrier does do that? Says uh, says Laura. So that's good. Okay. After six minutes of takeoff, yeah. after six, six minutes after takeoff, boom, they boom. turn the seatbelt sign off. Boom, boom. On U.S. carriers, it's like 45 no, minutes. No, they leave it on because they don't know. They don't know. No, I, I think that I just think they want the uh, flight attendants to be able to do their I service. Think right. I think you're right. And not bother people in the aisle. But I anyway. I think you're exactly right. Anyway, have a great one. Johnny, 
I love you, man. Hey, I love you I'm too, buddy. I miss you. I love seeing you every Saturday. Uh, hey. But we will see you. I'm not gonna. I'm All not right. gonna leave you in the lurch. I'm not gonna no ghost worries. you, my friend. I will not ghost. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Unlike my my high school girlfriend. Oh man. Well, I can't say that I haven't ghosted some girls in my time. No. Well, I got ghosted, but anyway. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Take care. She's she's pining now. She says, "Oh, totally, man." He ended up being Johnny Jet. Oh man, he was on Leo Laporte's show. Oh show? man, I'm pining now. Did you go to high school in uh, Southern California? No, Connecticut. Connecticut, South Norwalk, Connecticut. Well, those Norwalk girls—they're snooty. They're <laughs> they're a snooty bunch. Well known, well known to be snooty. All okay, right. John. See you later. See you later. Offsite producer. Goodbye, Johnny. Goodbye, there he goes. His tail number is N63742. He's flying away on a big old jet airliner. Leo Laporte, Micah Sargent, your tech guys, 8888-ASK-LEO, our phone number. Alan is on the line from North Hollywood, California. Hello, Alan. Hello, how are you doing? We're great, how are you? Uh, Well, pretty much fine. Um... I have a question regarding a, uh, uh, it's a Canon LIDE scanner, the, the 220. Um, I've, I've had, uh, scanners before this, but, uh, this thing has its sort of its own mind. (laughs) (laughs) So the LIDE scanners. Uh, are some, I don't know what this LID, the LIDE, what does that stand for? It sounds like it's some sort of special treat, special capability. Is it, is it designed to do something specific? I don't know. I don't know. I purchased it's just a flatbed scanner. Uh, yeah. From Fry's. So it's been a while. Well, <laughs> oh, wow. It has been a while. So what is, what is yeah. it doing that's weird? Well, uh, what it does is if you put in a picture, it will intelligently center it and start it at the top and all that. And it adjusts the scan and takes a, a uh, that's, it's a you know, auto scan feature that they, that they tout. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, is if you put in, two, uh, let's say two rectangular pictures, either next to each other or one above and one below, it decides that it's only going to take first one. Well, that's no fun. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I would look in the settings. I have, uh, I've used many, many scanners. In some cases, the scanners uh, are smart enough to say there's multiple items. Do you want me to, in fact, my scanner uh, which is a brother uh, all-in-one, but it will it it has a setting in the setup that says, "Do you want me to separate the individual items as separate scans?" So the first place is to really dig through the settings. Sometimes you don't get all the details on the settings because uh, your operating system will just show you a kind of a truncated version. So if it gives you a button that says "Show the scanner full scanner settings." Do that, and you'll be amazed at at what's in there. So that's the first thing I would do is make sure that that's not a capability that it doesn't have that capability. I it might, 
many scanners do to separate uh, multiple images on a single scanning pad. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, that that's the problem. I haven't found anything that uh, uh, allows a choice. It would be the equivalent of uh, having. Uh, some sort of self-driving car where you're saying Quick, take <laughs> it, me to the it's too much. Hospital. It's doing too much. <laughs> you're going to Disneyland. Is this connected to a Windows PC or a Mac? Windows. Okay, so yeah, I, what uh, Leo, you might have more information about the built-in scanning software that comes with Windows because it's possible that he could use that scanning technology yeah. that's built in and have it just do a straight up flatbed scan of the whole image. Well, you certainly could do that. And I think you I think you probably know that. You can say don't don't hone in on that one image. I want the whole page, right? You can do that, can't you, Alan? No. That's no. The problem. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. So it's always saying, "Oh, well, I know you only want this image." So here's what I would suggest. That scanner like most supports Twain, mm -hmm. which is a standard scanner interface. Uh, somebody, some wag once said, Twain is a technology without an inter interesting name, is what the Twain acronym stands for. I don't really know yeah, what it stands for. But there is a guy named Hamrick, who is a, a great programmer, who has for years, Ed Hamrick, made third-party scanning software that works with all Twain scanners and gives you often better capability than the software that comes. Many scanners don't have great software. So I would go to hamrick.com and look at his program ViewScan. It is, it is up to date. The most recent version came out December 1st, the first of this month. So he's been doing this since the 90s. And I've been recommending it as long as I've been doing this show. It is a really good alternative software to replace your Canon driver's that will give you more capability. So that's one thing I would try. If you've if you've opened the Canon drivers directly, not 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 let Windows get in the way, but open the Canon drivers directly, and you can't find a place to scan the whole bed instead of zero in on the image, then try this view scan. Uh, I, I I I find it hard to believe that the, the Canon is is too dumb yeah. to say. Well, wait a minute. There's two items there. Um, so I would definitely. Let's see. In the scan in the in the Canon manuals, which somebody has put online uh, in the chat room for us, scanning multiple items at one time, not using auto scan. Set paper size. Oh, so in the when you go to paper size in the settings, you can say whether it will or will not use auto scan. These are much more elaborate settings. I bet you you're not saying the full thing. Start the. Uh, Canon says start the IJ scan utility. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't even know you had this. <laughs> but if you installed the full Canon drivers, apparently you do. There are settings in there. We'll put a link yep. in the show link notes to, the manual. Uh, to this I've manual page. You can scan two or more photos placed on the plate and at one time and save each image individually. Yeah, that's what my scanner will yeah. do. Um, so I, it's, I, first thing I do is dig through the settings and make sure you're using this, the IJ scan utility. Cause I have a feeling you're just using that generic windows interface, which isn't giving you many choices. And then if it doesn't work for you, it, it's worth trying. View scan, uh, is, uh, is, is free to download and try. You can, you can buy it if it, if it does what you want it to do. Um, the basic edition is 25 bucks. There's a 
Pro Edition for 100 bucks, which gives you a lot more capability. But I would try before you buy on ViewScan. This guy, Ed Hamrick, has been doing this for a long time. And uh, he's, actually, he's actually kind of amazing that this ViewScanner, uh, ViewScan software has been out for so long. V-U-E-S-C-A-N. And that's all because Twain is uh, a standard that most scanners use. Uh, yeah, that's no good. Now, did we figure out what LIDE stands for? There's a lithium. Um, it has a battery, battery in it. So it's a battery backup. Mm -hmm. Or battery, uh, it's a portable scanner. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Like a laptop. It kind of looks like a laptop, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Slim performance scanner. Huh. Not expensive either. About 80 bucks. Scanners have gotten so much less expensive. Most of us, I think, use our all-in-ones. Do you have an all-in-one at home where it prints, scans, faxes, Xeroxes, does all those all things? All the things, yeah, all the exactly. Things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most people, I think, end up doing that. Uh, I've I've tucked that away because I now I use a laser printer for printing stuff, and I've got just a little portable scanner. I have a laser all-in-one. There you go. From Brother. It does all of that. Nice. With a laser. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number. Uh, Micah Sargent, Leo Laporte, we're taking your calls. Somebody pointed out, that's kind of sad, this is your last radio show. Yeah. Ever. Well, I unless mean, Unless, you know, someday yeah, you get on the radio. Knows? Do you Maybe. ever want to be on the radio? No. You're a young guy. I, I Actually, now that I think about it, I, I might go back on that one show, the Bill something. Bill Handel? Bill Handel, him, yeah. I won't tell Bill you forgot yes, his name. Yes, thank you. Uh, I've uh, been asked to on the great be on KFI. show Yeah, you should times, be on Bill yeah. every time. Bill's, Bill's a great guy. He kind of helped me when I first started doing this show in 2004. Oh, nice. Bill took me to lunch, took me under his wing. He said, you got potential, kid. Someday you'll be as successful as I am. <laughs> that never happened. 80, hey, 88, 88, Ask Leo. All the stuff we just talked about, including the ViewScan software, will be on our show notes. That's at techguylabs.com, and it's free to go to. Hey, everybody, it's Leo Laporte, the founder and host of many of the Twit podcasts. I don't normally talk to you about advertising, but I want to take a moment to do that right now. Uh, our mission statement at Twit we're dedicated to building a highly engaged community of tech enthusiasts. That's our audience. And you, I guess, since you're listening, by offering them the knowledge they need to understand and use technology in today's world. To do that, we also create partnerships with trusted brands and make important introductions between them and our audience. It's how we finance our podcasts, but it's also, and our audience tells us this all the time, a part of the service we offer, it's a valued bit of information for our audience members. They want to know about great brands like yours. So can we help you by introducing you to our highly qualified audience? And boy, you get a lot with advertising on the Twit Podcasts. Partnering with Twit means you're going to get, if I may say so humbly, the gold standard in podcast advertising. And we throw in a lot of valuable services. You get a full-service continuity team supporting everything from copywriting to graphic design. I don't think anybody else does this or does this as well as we do. You get ads that are embedded in our content that are unique every time. I read them. Our hosts read them. We always over-deliver on impressions. And frankly, we're here to talk about your product. So we really give our listeners a great introduction to what you offer. We've got onboarding services, 
ad tech with pod sites. That's free for direct clients. We give you a lot of reporting so you know who saw your advertisement. You'll even know how many responded by going to your website. We'll also give you courtesy commercials that you can share across social media and landing pages. We think these are really valuable. People like me and our other hosts talking about your product sincerely uh, and informationally. Those are incredibly valuable. You also get other free goodies, mentions in our weekly newsletter that's sent out to thousands of fans. We give bonus ads uh, to people who buy a significant amount of advertising. You'll get social media promotion too. But let me tell you, we are looking for an advertising partner it's going to be with us long term. Visit twit.tv slash advertise. Check out our partner testimonials. Tim Broom, founder of IT Pro TV. They started IT Pro TV in 2013, immediately started advertising with us and grew that company to a really amazing success. Hundreds of thousands of ongoing customers. They've been on our network for more than 10 years. And they say, and I'll quote Tim, we would not be where we are today without the Twit Network. That's just one example. Mark McCrary, who's the CEO of Authentic, uh, he was actually uh, one of the first people to buy ads on our network. He's been with us for 16 years. He said, and I'm quoting, the feedback from many advertisers over those 16 years across a range of product categories is that if ads and podcasts are going to work for a brand, they're going to work on Twitch shows. I'm proud to say that the ads we do over-deliver, they work really well because they're honest they have integrity our audience trusts us and we say this is a great product they believe it they listen our listeners are highly intelligent they're heavily engaged they're tech savvy they're dedicated to our network and that's partly because we only work with high integrity partners that we have thoroughly and personally vetted i approve every single advertiser on the network if you're ready to elevate your brand and you've got a great product, I want you to reach out to us. Advertise at twit.tv. So I want you to break out of the advertising norm, grow your brand with host-read authentic ads on twit.tv. Visit twit.tv slash advertise for more details or email us advertise at twit.tv if you're ready to launch your campaign now. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte, Micah Sargent here, your Tech Guys. Episode 1953 of the Tech Guys show. There will be one more. And then it's going to be the wonderful Rich tomorrow and Rich on Tech starting January 7th. Uh, we're going to take, I think, obviously, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve off. Those will be best of shows. Laura, I guess you have to work, don't you? Uh, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and Christmas Day and New Year's Day, probably. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. What, what's uh, radio? Man. It's called radio, and I've done it for 19 years, and now you know. <laughs> so <laughs> now you know the rest of the story. But uh, do, do you know what? When you when you are enjoying family and friends on a holiday evening, whether it's Hanukkah this Sunday or, or Christmas uh, a week from uh, Sunday, think about the people who are working, because there are a lot of them in mm -hmm. hospitals and emergency rooms and Stores. Yeah, and, if you go to a store, yeah. it's nice to say. Yeah, Thank it's you. hard. Our son works uh, at a big uh, uh, grocery store, and chances are good he'll be working at least on Christmas Eve, if not Christmas Day. And so, yeah, think about those people who, who aren't getting to be with their family at that time. Uh, but I'm glad we get to be with you on our last couple of radio shows. Uh, as I mentioned before, Micah and I will continue answering questions, but we'll be doing it on the Internet that thing called the internet. It's not as big as radio or TV, but it's, you know, it's there it's and it's available. 
And uh, techguylabs.com will continue to be the place to go. You will see audio and video from our new show there. If you subscribe to the podcast already uh, via our uh, podcast network, twit.tv, you will continue to get a podcast. Just be one a week instead of two, and it will be Ask the Tech Guy. And as I told uh, uh, Micah in Maine, you can call mm -hmm. the new show. But we're going to do it a little differently because uh, there is video with it. Uh, actually, there's video with this show. But we thought it would be kind of fun to do it uh, on Zoom. So now somebody said, well, if, if I call you on Zoom, I don't want you to see my face. Can I be a cat? I think mashed potato wanted to know that. Yes, you can be a cat. You, you can be cat. mashed potatoes if you yep. figure out how to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talking mashed potatoes might be interesting. I agree. I think. Yeah, as long as it doesn't, you know, obscure your our ability to hear what you're saying. That's that's all yeah. that matters. <laughs> Don't be peanut butter. Whatever you do. Oh, yeah, Dan exactly. is on the line from New Jersey. Hello, Dan, Leo, and Micah. Your tech guys. Hello, Leo and Micah. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Thanks for calling. Last what can we do for week, you? I called last week, and you suggested that I get my dad an Amazon, Amazon Echo to help him make phone calls. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. And then you heard Dr. Mom last week say they're going to discontinue that. That's right. In fact, I even mentioned you. I said, oh, that's bad news. <laughs> You're, you did. You did. I did. Your 96-year-old father. What a great idea. I mean, the ability to say, call my son. Or uh, call nine eleven or whatever. So yeah, thank you, Amazon. Ugh. Now I'm looking for this. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. They haven't set a date. Um, I don't know when this is going to happen because AT and T still listed on their site how to set it up and use it. Um, yeah. Well, of course, we learned that um, Amazon was losing ten billion dollars yeah. a year on their Echo service. Because people, they, they set it up, you know, it's expensive, and they don't charge, they don't make a profit on the hardware. So, uh, and they thought people would use it to buy stuff, but nobody's using it to buy stuff. Right. So, I, I, you know, Dr. Mom is pretty wired into the uh, mm -hmm. the Echo sphere, as it were. Yeah, Dr. Mom, if you've got some links, that'd be great, because yeah. I didn't see this fly by. Yeah, I didn't either. And I'm still seeing all the support. Have you set it up it. already, Dan? Well, I got an Echo, and I am in the process of setting it up. And um, It will do. So here's the thing. It will continue to do Echo-to-Echo echo calls. So while he won't be able to call phone numbers via ATT, and, and again, who knows when this will happen. It might be yeah. uh, way off. Uh, he could call you if you have an Echo. Well, well that's not you know what I wanted. Right. You know. Uh, the, however, I did notice that they have an option to link calls to your, like, Verizon account. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, I mean, that's how it worked. This is a so-called bridge between the Echo service and a cell service. Yeah. AT&T AT calls it. it Number Sync. I'm not sure what Verizon's version yeah. of that is. Now, what? see, I don't see anything online suggesting that Number Sync is going away. Um, I couldn't find anything either. Well, maybe they're, you know, maybe, for, and, and we do, we it, they, they did specifically mention AT&T, so maybe Verizon will continue doing it? I don't know, because it, it might be uh, unilateral on AT&T's part. I just don't know. You're, you're wondering if you should go ahead with it. Yeah, well, I already got it, and I started setting it up, and I thought that maybe if, if you set it up with your... Uh, 
Verizon account or your AT&T account, maybe mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be really costing them anything, you know. Uh, right, to keep it going, you mean? Right, right. Like maybe they would limit it to people because it seemed like you, for a while I was still able, once upon a time when I had an Amazon in the past, before I even set it up to link with my my phone uh, company, I was able to make phone calls. And I couldn't figure out how that worked. But maybe, you know, but the thing is, anyway, that's what Dr. Mon said, and that threw me off. Well, well I, I, I have an article from GeekWire that yeah, says, <laughs> a company spokesperson confirmed the plan. Here's the quote. We regularly review our features to ensure we're investing in services that will delight customers and have decided to suspend support support for this feature. So <laughs> it is officially ending the so-called Echo built-in phones as of March 31st of next year. So you have a few months of it. Um, they, uh, it might be that Google and, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, it says Amazon is continuing to invest in the Echo experience within the Echo app to provide customers with a seamless way to access their favorite features and experiences. This is not the same thing. This is, so this is what's confusing. Um, that's the, this is specifically talking about how on Android devices, you can basically use, uh, AliExA instead of like a Google Assistant or something else. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one then. Okay. So I still am not seeing, so here's what I would say, uh, for you, Dan, there's no harm in setting this up right now. Especially since you already bought it. Since you bought it, you can use it. And yeah, so this now I'm getting confirmation. It is not Echo devices. Those are still going. It's whenever people were using it with smartphones. So I think, and I'm not seeing anything that suggests otherwise, that people will still continue to do this. We'll have to see if that changes, obviously, in the future. But for now, yeah, there's no harm in setting it up since you've already got it. We just, uh, and we don't, and there is, as far as I know, no end date. Right. Uh, just that they're yeah. going to stop doing it. So. Here's a long well, link. Maybe I could use a, a HomePod or something in the future or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think they might do it. I'm yeah. not sure. But we'll yeah, see. I don't know. I mean, I think right now this is the best way to do it. What else could he do? So he wants, so his dad's obviously got some mobility and, and agility issues. Yeah. He wants to be able to make phone calls without having to, you know, dial a number on a phone. Is there anything you can voice activate a phone call with? So, yes, you could connect it with Skype or with Zoom or with one of those platforms and then do that. But the problem with all of those, Dan, is that then there's more thinking and uh, steps involved that your dad would have to do. So he would have to remember to say, hey, you know who, ask Skype to call this number as opposed to just saying call this number. Those are two, Mm -hmm. you know, that's much simpler to be able to do. So uh, I can't think of anything that is as simple as having that set up where it's connected to the phone number. I almost made it out of here before Dan called back. (laughs) It's that close. Um, Let's keep listening. Maybe we'll come up with something. It was such a a perfect answer. I feel bad because uh, thank you, Amazon. I mean, this is one of the problems, frankly, with the tech industry is they they abandon stuff. I guess this is true of any company. If they are abandoning. I mean, uh, Ford didn't keep making the Edsel no matter how much you liked it. (laughs) Right. Um, I don't I just don't know. Um, Something he can talk to some phones you can talk to. Certainly. Um, you know, you can you could take an iPhone and talk to. Yeah, it. you could exactly. You could say, "Hey, S I R I, call this number." Yeah. Um, but so the e- Echo was perfect because it has a built-in speaker. It was loud. Uh, it had a built-in microphone, so he is, he almost didn't need. And I can't stress this enough. 
I have no confirmation that it's going anywhere. We Everything, can't find that article. Yeah. Yeah. So why not just use what is available? And uh, you know what? Keep watching on Sundays this show. We'll, I will keep an we'll eye we'll out. We'll keep an eye out. We're going to try to find out okay. uh, what's going on there. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It was such a good solution, Dan. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Poor Dan. I feel terrible. Does Google do the same thing with its uh, it Google might. Voice? I don't know. Can you call? Fo- what we're looking for, just so you can visualize this, it, you know, the way the Echo works is you can say, hey, Echo, uh, call. You can say call uh, 423-867-5309 if you want. <laughs> or you could say call my son. You know, and if it's in the phone book, there's a phone book in the uh, in the Echo app on your phone. If it's in that phone book, they'll call that number like a phone, and then you can talk to it like you're on a phone call. It's, it becomes a speakerphone. I mean, certainly you could do that by pairing that Echo to an actual phone. Having can you you can't use can you use a HomePod to make phone calls with an iPhone, for instance, with SIRI? Yes. You can. Yes. As so long that's as what the was, iPhone's in the home. So that's what he was saying. So you get him an iPhone, put it in a drawer, uh-huh. pair it, pair the HomePods to it. Yeah. And then he could say, hey, Shlomo. Yeah. Let's say phone, uh, a, make, make a phone link call. It. So you, you, yeah. So Apple's unlikely to take that away. Because essentially all it's doing is just, uh, it's using voice, the phone voice yeah. from the phone. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, one of the nice things about an iPhone right now, if you have a Mac or an iPad, when my phone rings, I can answer it on any Apple device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I frequently have been sitting on my laptop and I'll answer it on the laptop and have a conversation with the laptop, yep. just like I'm on the phone. It even has uh, some different commands. So again, we're linking this in the show notes. Uh, by the way, I also linked to AT&T's page to set up the ALEXA device with NumberSync and Verizon's page to set up the number share is what they call it uh, with ALEXA. But in going back to the HomePod, you can say, of course, hey, you know who, call. And the example they give is Henri, my dog's name. Um, and then you can also say, hey, you know who, redial the last number. Hey, you know who, who is calling right now? That's or cool. answer the phone. And then, of course, you can say, hey, S-I-R-I, hang up. So all of those can be done with the HomePod. Apple is very much likely to keep that going with an iPhone because it it's sells simpler, iPhones yeah. and they make money on that. Uh, it's just having, uh, they call it continuity, having the capabilities of the iPhone on all your other Apple devices. So, yes, that would probably be a good alternative way to do it. 8888-ASK-LEO. Of course, you can call with a question, but you can also call with a suggestion and with an answer. So if you've got a way to do it, looks like you can make carrier calls on your Google Nest or Google Home speakers and displays. So Google has that support. We'll put that link in the show notes, too. TechGuyLabs.com. Rich DeMuro, the author of 101 Handy Tech Tips for the iPhone and soon to be your Rich on Tech guy on the radio. Hi, Rich. Hey, Leo. You hey, getting excited? How are you guys doing? Your last uh, Saturday. Um, I'm excited, but I'm also sad. I'm, I've been watching the show, and I just, you know, you said goodbye to Johnny Jet, like you're never going to see him again. I mean, I don't, what's going on here? <laughs> I want to send you, and I don't know if you're interested, but I'd like to send you all the guys who have been on the radio show. You can pick and choose, obviously. Um, yeah. And if any of them you would like to have on from time to time, I'm sure they would love to join you. And I know the audience would love to hear from them. So I'll send Absolutely. that along. I wanted to ask you, though, what do you, what do you tell me about the show? You're going to start January 7th. It'll be your first episode. Obviously, we're not going to make it more Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. 
thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so January seventh. Uh, it's a good week to start because it's the Saturday following CES in Las Vegas. That's the big consumer. And you're going show. this year, right? And I'm going. Um, I've gone for. I, don't, I think it's been. They they actually had one year where they put a little. Um, tag on your badge that said how many years you've been going yeah. and everyone was like saying I think this is wrong like because mine was like 10 years I was like I'm pretty sure it's been 11 but you know their systems only you know if you register under different emails or whatever anyway long story short it's been a while and uh, so the first show should be pretty easy because there's going to be so much to, to talk, talk about. about yeah it's in fact when I started doing this about. show 19 years ago that's exactly what we did. We went to Vegas for episode three of The Tech Guy, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can actually, uh, it's still online audio only at twit.tv slash TTG3, I think, is the wow. is the URL. TTG3. And that was from the 2004 CES. Do you remember 2004? Uh, I remember the year, but I don't. I was not at CES. How how old were you in two thousand four? Oh my! Don't gosh, tell me. I'm I don't sure. want to even know. I don't even want to know. Uh, so so you a couple of questions. You're going to be doing the show from the the luxurious uh, Sherman Oaks studios of the Premier Radio Networks. Yeah, so the show's going to be live. Um, a lot of people are asking if we're going to do video. Uh, we're not going to do video off the top, uh, you know, at least at the beginning. It may come later, but it's going to be live. It's going to be uh, Saturdays, 11 to 2, and we are going to take live callers. We're going to answer questions. We're going to talk about tech news. We're going to talk about gadgets. Um, and also, you know, I'm on KTLA in Los Angeles, so I'm going to kind of take a lot of stuff that I do there and bring it to the radio as well. So if I'm talking about a gadget review that week on TV, I'll obviously go into a little bit of a deeper dive on the radio. Nice. And nice. Uh, callers, you know, and, and also, um, like you said, guests. I mean, you've had the same guests. We're going to do a little bit more of a rotating cast of guests and try that out and see how it works. Oh, good. That'll be fun. Now, I'm sure you're going to answer tech questions, though, right? you got to answer the phones. Yes, and we do have a, a phone number, Leo. Oh, we did oh. get a, a new phone number. Ooh. I don't know if I'm at liberty to release it just yet, but we it does have, uh, what is it? Uh, is there a name in Rich, it? I think Rich is in the name. I, Yay. I do think it is in there. So um, I think we're going to use more sound effects, though. You didn't use enough sound effects in my <laughs> Like, we're going old school radio. Like, are you, you know, are you gonna- whoop. I have a few. I have a few sound effects I could. I could oh, play. No, oh, no. there you go. Oh, my ride's here. I got. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> Here's See? one that I don't get to use very often. Correct. Yes, yeah. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. We're gonna. It's gonna be like the old like Johnny Carson show. You know, just like <laughs> that's right. That's right. You are right, son. You need an Ed McMahon for you uh, for for to laugh and stuff. I am I, pulling up on our website the very first tech guy show zero zero one. From January 3rd, 2004. And in fact, the subtitle is, Think I'll Ever Do More Than 9,999 Shows, because I started with four digits. No, nope. Smart. Only got to 1953, I'm sorry to say. But I think, because wow. the next show is a month later, Tech Guy 10. Oh. I think hmm. there are nine <gasps> or eight episodes. missing episodes. Ooh. Oh, wow. Including the That's... CES episodes. That sounds like a, a bonus, like something that people, you know, subscribe for. Yeah, if you look for the number two, you found my you find my salad, but you don't find, which has been missing since 2004, I believe. So don't eat it, whatever, whatever you do. Okay, so no video. It will be live. You will have a special number. Yes, there will be a podcast. People are asking, can they listen to the podcast? Like, what if I'm, you know, 
doing gardening. Or You're already doing the, the Rich on Tech podcast. Same place for that? Uh, we'll f- we'll figure that one out. Okay, Not listen sure. to the show January seventh. All will be revealed. Rich, uh, here's the keys. Enjoy. Wow. Thank you, <laughs> Leo Lapore, Micah Sergeant. More to come right after this. Hey, I got the keys to the show right here. You can just take over and uh, just yeah, just like just, leave them yeah, right there. I'll leave them here. I can't, I don't think the, under, the tank the isn't door. filled, but. Uh, uh. Well, I always return it with a full tank. I was taught yeah. well. Very nice. well taught. Good, good. Yes. You, don't, you don't return the car, you know, no. with like one mile to go. Empty tank. Return with a, no. Well, actually, during like the last six months, I'd probably leave it the way it was because the gas prices were so high. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's at three quarters of the tank, you leave it at three quarters of the tank. Yeah. <laughs> no, the best is when you when you return the rental car and you, you're like, do I fill it up now, like 20 minutes before I drive to the airport? And then it's like you're, you're just looking at the little thing I to make that. sure it's not going. I always buy the, the tank of gas just so I don't have to. Do worry you? About that. Uh, yeah, I had to do that a couple times. It's so expensive. It's expensive. I know, but there's, it's just there's no reason for it. It's like why why should it be that expensive? Hertz, come on, come on, Hertz, come on, man. Not cool. So, um, oh, I want to know what the number is. Well, I guess I'll just listen. <laughs> oh, I, come on. You're, it's a good number? It's a, we, it, we know, Leo, you will not be listening day one. You're going to be like sleeping in. Oh, I'll be at a like, brunch. Are you kidding? I'll, is it 8888? Like, What's the toll-free uh, prefix? Is it I eight, believe eight, it's 888. Eight, eight. I okay. think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're adding I mean, I haven't, gotten, yeah. I haven't gotten confirmation that that's the number, but that's the one I like. Oh, I'm so glad so. you got I'm so glad you got a yeah. good Did you number. give him my uh, rundown that I... Uh, I yes, I texted rundown. you the rundown. Sweet. I have got to that. email you the um, app. App. Do you want Windows or Mac? Or I'll just send you both. You get to choose. Yeah, send me both. Yeah. yeah. Don't. And someone actually, a viewer or a listener, I guess, sent me an app they wrote. Which... That's actually a good app, but it's a little complicated. It's a web-based app, which is nice. Yeah. But as yeah. you could see, it's a lot. To, <laughs> to, to, you just want what you want is a big number so that you can yes. look at it like. Yeah, and say, seconds. oh, I got two minutes, 45 seconds left. That's what you want. You That's don't want exactly a lot of buttons. Yeah. The oh, only no. issue with this will be Uh-oh. if they change the clock. Mm. I don't, I'm Someone, sure. They, Laura, are they going to change the clock? No. The clock will be the same. Okay. Yeah, so, someone like you know, people they find your your listeners are crafty. They find a lot of stuff online. Oh god! They like yeah. s- they sent me the log. They're like, "Here's your show log." I'm like, "How do you have this? I don't even know this." <laughs> it, Premier publishes it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and by the way. We were supposed to practice the show for two weeks now, and both weeks I was sick. So oh, no. this is a really good you indication of how practice. this show is going to go. You practice? Why do you practice? What you've done it already many times. We got to we got to practice the first show so that we, you know, we'll just record it and put that out as live. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to you're going to practice, Laura. You're going to practice with got Rich. It. Yeah. Well, I'll send you the clock, but if you if the clock changes, just I can rewrite it. It's easy to fix yeah, it. Please. It's hard coded into that thing, but um, that's because you, you don't need a lot of buttons changing it and stuff. <laughs> I guess I could rewrite it with buttons, but you just tell me and I'll I'll send you one. It, it takes three okay. seconds to rebuild it with new times. So. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. I bless you, Rich. It, it's been great. Um, it's been great. Good luck on the you know. Semi-retirement. It's not really the internet the radio retirement. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if this internet thing's going to go anywhere. But uh, <laughs> what the hell? I'll try it.
Happy holidays, Rich. This is how right. Howard Stern Happy felt holidays, when he left radio for satellite. He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Take care, Rich. Be with bye your bye. family. It seems to work out. All yeah. right. Thanks, Take guys. care. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you, Professor Laura. Leo Laporte, Micah Sargent. Micah's last radio show. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of sad about that. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number. It'll be my last radio show tomorrow. Retiring after 19 years as your tech guy. 46 years. Wow. In radio, um, I love radio. I really do. But, uh, you know, there comes a time. I don't want to be one of those, you know, I don't want to be a Tom Brady. You know, greatest of all time. And then he says, you know, one more season. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, uh, plus my wife said she'd leave me if I did. So uh, I think we'll just we'll just call it quits tomorrow. One last show. Then Micah and I are going to. Just, you know, we're going to mosey in on Sundays. There you go. Relaxedly in our jammies. We'll have a cup of cocoa. We'll sit our down. and pipes. Yeah, we'll just, it'll just be the two of us kind of in a more casual environment because there won't be uh, anybody like Laura with a stopwatch in her hand <laughs> telling us to wrap it up, boys. Uh, and we will uh, continue to take calls and so forth. The number 8888-ASK-LEO will be retired, I am told. They're going to put it up on the radio station wall. Um, they're going to retire that number forever. Uh, Rich is getting a new one, which I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Because uh, it would really be tacky if they kept using 8888. That's Leo. But the number continues and the calls do too. Steve is on the line from Corona, California. Hi, Steve. Hi, Leo. I'm trying to help my grandmother um, use her Android phone. And I was looking for like a, a launcher application that would help simplify things. Just, oh, yeah. She's just looking at text. And larger buttons, stuff like that. Uh, the first thing to look at is uh, what, what kind of phone does she have? I don't know the particular model. So Samsung has a simple interface if she's got a Samsung. That's easily the most popular Android phone. So the chances are pretty good she might have a Samsung. So ask her about that. And in the settings, there is a choice of simple. Uh, other manufacturers may do something like that. I, I don't know. Google does not unfortunately. Uh, but there are some really good third-party launchers, too. In fact, that's one of the great reasons to use Android. With Apple, you, you can only... It's Apple's way or the highway. But uh, with uh, Android phones, and Google is very happy for you to install a third-party launcher. Probably the simplest is called Simple Launcher. It's free. It's designed for older folks, older users. You should go into it because you can with the settings. Are you, are you uh, going to be visiting Grandma, or is she doing this rem- by remote control? Oh, no, I'll have to go visit. They yeah. Arizona, so it's a drive. Yeah. It's probably worth doing that, though, because it's a hard thing for her to figure this all out. But when you put Simple Launcher on there, uh, your first thing you're going to do is go into the apps and the default apps section and say, I want this to be my launcher so that it'll always launch for her. The second thing to do is actually go into the settings and set it as large as she needs it to be. You can increase the size of the fonts. You can increase the zoom. The default has a total of nine icons on the screen. Maybe that's uh, not big enough for her. So there's certainly things you can do. Uh, One of the things you'll see in Simple Launcher is there is a, a section in the settings for SOS settings. I think that's okay. that's really great for older folks. So there's some good good things in that Simple Launcher. Um, there is actually one that's even bigger. I think it's pretty ugly, 
but it is designed for people with eyesight problems. So, you know, ugly to me is probably beautiful to them. It's called Big Launcher. It's big. <laughs> it's big. And it has, it is not free uh, because they have their own calling program and their own texting program. The whole, it redesigns the whole phone. Uh, but certainly worth taking a look at. Not expensive. Uh, it's it's free to try, and then they have in-app purchases and, and like that. And then finally, um, well, actually not finally. I would definitely, if she's on a Samsung, look at the easy mode. That's in the Samsung settings. It's not as easy as some of these other ones. Um, there is something called Senior Safety Phone. I've never tried this one. Um, it has ads on it, uh, so it's ad-supported. But um, I'm seeing one called Elder Launcher, and what I like wow. about it is as I scroll through the um, reviews, the developer seems very good about uh, listening, and so there have been some updates made to improve upon it nice. from people actually using it. That's kind of critical. You want somebody's responsive. Well, it's easy to write a launcher, relatively easy, if you've written uh, Android apps before. So a lot of people try them, but you want to get one that the developer didn't write it and then leave. Leave, yeah. Walk out. The, I'm done. All job done. Uh, you want somebody who's going to really be responsive. So this, what was the name of that again? Elder. Elder. Launcher. Okay. Yeah, Elder Launcher. I will also put a link in the show notes uh, to an article at makeuseof.com. Best simple Android launchers for parents and grandparents. Um, this is certainly a category that Android excels in. I wish Apple did something along these lines but really apple it's the it's the way that uh the way that it is is the way they want you to use it they don't really give you many, many choices that's kind of apple's way to do it so yeah yeah and if and if by the way if if she has kind of an older phone did she buy it mm -hmm. uh it, I, I don't know yeah it might be oh, worth not, a trip to her off. phone store uh because often uh, especially if it's a, a much older phone they want to get you off of it uh, so, for instance, Verizon's turning off its 3G towers at the end of this month, in a few days. Uh, so they may offer you a free or very inexpensive upgrade to a Samsung phone, um, in often an A-series a phone, that might be worth it. You want a bigger screen, right? And so older phones have smaller screens, so the bigger screen will help her an awful lot. Well, thank you very much, Leo, and thank you for... Uh uh, adding to my AM radio addiction for many years. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thanks for helping your grandma. That's mm -hmm. a really nice thing to do. That's great. Well, you gentlemen have a wonderful weekend. Have a happy holiday, wow. Steve. See you later. Anne in Fullerton, California is next. Hi, Anne. Hi, Leo. Uh, first of all, I, I have a real quick question, but first of all, I just wanted to wish you and Micah a, a fantastic future. Thank Aww, you. Thank you. Mike has got a great future. I'm pretty much at, at the end. Oh, <laughs> stop. No, no, no. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Leo, I was listening uh, to some of these business uh, programs, and they were saying that all of the new electric vehicles will not have uh, the ability to get AM, FM yeah. radio anymore. Yeah. And I was They do have, most of them have FM. Teslas don't have AM. And the reason is uh, the way AM works, the car is the antenna, and it's making so much noise on those frequencies that the AM doesn't work very well. Oddly, my, my Mustang does have AM. So some electric cars do have AM, but yeah, I think the business guys are right that that is probably not going to continue. I feel like sat every time someone is playing a satellite uh, radio and it goes out about five to six times yeah, as they're just like driving satellite. along, I think it's terrible. I think mostly now these days people just play stuff off their, uh, their devices, phone. And yeah. your phone has AM radio and you can listen to AM radio. It's just streaming over the internet instead of 
passing through the airwaves. Lots of people but, listen to this show, for instance, on their phones. Well, one of the other comments that was made was that they they do have the ability to put some kind of a filter, but the manufacturers don't want to do that. And I was... Yeah, that must be the case, because I do know some electric vehicles that have AM radios. I think the Chevy Bolt does. Um, it just may be that, you know, I'll be honest, here I am uh, on AM radio, and I've been doing AM radio since I was, uh, you know, 20 years old. Yeah. I think people just... The car manufacturers are are kind of saying, yeah, nobody really cares about AM radio, so we Yeah, but it's a lot of us that do. I know. (laughs) Indeed. Thank you. (laughs) On behalf of AM radio broadcasters everywhere, and I include myself in that, uh, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you'll be able to do. I guess you could take a radio with you. (laughs) (laughs) Or like you said, your phone can can do that radio. Yeah, but I think that's really what's going on, and more and more you're going to see that is the phone is more than just an accessory for these modern vehicles. In many cases, uh, they're using the phone's capabilities for maps, for music, mm-hmm. for everything. And uh, I think that probably is the is the way of the future. But the good news is most AM stations, including all of ours, are, are on your phone, on iHeart or uh, TuneIn or one of the other uh, iPhone apps so uh, or Android apps, so you'll be able to listen. Leo Laporte, Micah Sargent, The Gizfiz, coming up. Oh, it's a party in here. The last visit from the Giz Wiz, Dick DiBartolo, to the Tech Guy Show. Dick DiBartolo at gizwiz.biz is our tech guru, our gizzard wizard. <laughs> and he uh, joins us every week with a crappy gadget or something that you might want to buy for somebody you don't care too much about. <laughs> Well, and this is going to be big, Leo. I have AM radio. (laughs) It's got a future. (laughs) It's got a future because it has a built-in LED light at the very top. That makes it real. Actually, first of all, I got to say, I love your hat. Santa's legs, are it's a chimney, and Santa's legs are sticking out the top. And uh, I guess he's diving into your brain. God knows what he's going to find it, it, there. That is it. Yeah, and he's finding nothing there. And he's <laughs> going, well, that's nothing. There's nothing to see it's here. There's kind of an echo in here. <laughs> so uh, gizwiz.biz is Dick's website, G-I-Z-W-I-Z dot B-I-Z. Uh, that's where you can go and continue to go, by the way, to uh, find unique gadgets and games yeah. and fun stuff. Okay, so I found something I really like. They're square flashlights, okay? Why square, and Dick? It, why? Why? Well, you know what? Very interesting is that they have a little stand in the back, so you can make them, you can stand them up if you're doing tasks. Oh, nice. They're incredibly bright, 500 lumens. What a what a and, revolution and, LEDs have been mm-hmm. for flashlights. Oh, my God. They're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little clip, so it goes on a keychain. You also were the first built- guy who told me about flat, uh, LEDs. I mean, you love LEDs, right? Well, wait a minute. I might have I might have come up with some LED gadgets, but you, I and I'll them. never forget this, <laughs> C-Crane. Do oh, you yeah. C-Crane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You showed the first LED bulb. I know. It was $100. Yes, it was $120. Bob Crane pulled me aside. We were at a dinner, and he said, Leo, i got to show you this. We're going to be making LED light bulbs. I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, someday all your light bulbs will be LEDs. They'll never burn out. And he was right. 
And the price of course, Absolutely. dropped down uh, to nothing. Um, yeah, and also the first one weighed about nine pounds. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, it had it had a heat sink in it because they would get y- so hot. Yeah, yeah, they've they've improved on them. Every time I put a light bulb in now, I I go to the wife. I say, "Honey, it's the last light bulb you'll ever have to put in here. This is going to outlast us." I do that too. And she says, "I'm younger than you, Leo. Just shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I say that but, yeah, they're going to last a lot. It's it you know, we used to be this light bulb. I'm going to have to change this in a year. Now it's like well, I don't know when. And Not you're for also a long time. saving so much money too. That's right. That's right. So yeah. show us these, especially these cubes. if you have light bulbs way up where you need a huge oh, ladder. Yeah. I don't want to climb up there. Amazing. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So these are these have a little stand. They're square. You they, you could also hang them, right? You can also hang them. Also, you know. I, <clears throat> I like on Amazon, it says, well, you bought that. How about buying this? So there's another version, <laughs> which is really ridiculous. They have added screwdrivers. Now, why you need screwdrivers on your keychain? But they have added warm white, which I really like. Also, it's incredibly bl- uh, bright. They're saying a thousand lumens. Looks like there's a bottle opener. There's, there there's, is a bottle there's opener. There's all sorts of there, stuff on this thing. There are four little, there's two slot and two Phillips. Instead of just a red green light to tell you the battery, there are four LEDs on the bigger guy to tell you, you know, whether you're 20. Well, why would you buy a, a, just a flashlight when you get a flashlight screwdriver bottle opener? Is my question. <laughs> well, maybe money, maybe money. How much? And, and, and the funny thing is, right before the show, I always check the price. Uh, the little guy, the little square guys dropped like six bucks yeah. since I bought them a couple of days ago. They they're two coming. for 12 bucks. Oh, they're nothing. Okay. Two for okay. 12. And, yeah. And the guy with the the soft light and the, the uh, emergency flashing red light, it, it it's one for 12 bucks. Okay. But would you carry that in your pocket? It seems like it's too big to put in your pocket. You know what? I'll tell you what's wrong with this. They think it's very clever. They, there's a way on the top to break safety glass, mm. but there's no protection over it. It's so just a big spike coming out of the top. It's a spike so you off put the this, top this you put in your car. This is for your car. Yeah. This is for your glove compartment. Yeah. That's exactly Does it have a seatbelt ex- slicer as well built in? Uh, it does not. Because okay. I have the device you talked about years ago in my yes. car that has the and flashing light, the magnetic seat, mount, That has everything. Everything. I just use my teeth. I didn't know I needed a special. <laughs> <laughs> if you get stuck <laughs> underwater... You can cut yourself out of the car. You can call for help. You can, and it's got the window smashing point and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then uh, if you if you've been listening since day one, you can have on your keychain that little balloon that knows you're underwater, and it will inflate and float your keys to the top. Oh, so after you save yourself, you'll look over and you'll say, "Oh, oh, my man, keys are, are my- floating." Thank you, Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my car came with it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you could a put really a floaty on your car, car, and it would just float right yeah, back. Yeah. You buy like yeah, absolutely know, or a thousand of these. Of these yeah, things. yeah. yeah just I'm looking say. at your video. You, if you go to Gizwiz.biz and click the button that says the Gizwiz is the tech guy, you'll, he's made a video, and this is the one with the screwdriver. The, Oh, oh, I see. It fits I, okay. into the side. Yes, it, yes, no. Because it mean, looked just like it was a head. I just thought it had the bits. And yeah. It's like, you know, no, you're exactly. Need a screwdriver not included. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this is stupid. And then I thought, wait a minute. What's that little How heavy on the is, side? is that $12 one? 
Uh, you know what? The little guy was, I think, three ounces, and the big one, maybe just four ounces. Not it's not heavy. terribly heavy. I think it's aluminum. You probably couldn't go through the TSA airport checkpoints uh, with it. Maybe you it's could. A little, it's a little threatening. Sure. It's, it's a little scary end. looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. The, the little square one, you'd be no problem. Yeah. But the one with the... Uh, yeah, and also, as I love on the box, I I think that the, the if you hold the power button in, yeah, it jumps to super high bright. Oh, and I have a feeling that, and I tried it on the one with the screwdrivers, and it has that feature too. But I think they didn't realize it when they made it. So now the box has <laughs> a I sticker, the six. <laughs> And, and now a sticker says, over but, the number of. Yeah. Oops, we didn't realize it's when we sourced done. this part. That, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they just should have left it the way it was. Yeah, yeah. nobody would have noticed. Wait a minute, yeah. I counted it. There's six, not there's seven, not six. I want my money back. I feel bad for the person who yeah. had to go through and put all those sevens on there. He's got, yes, he's got a exactly. job anyway. You know, wow. Yeah, he does. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's the best way to find this. I could give you the link, but why don't you just get the link from Dick's site? Gizwiz.biz, G-I-Z-W-I-Z dot B-I-Z. By the way, when you are there, you want to explore around a little bit. There's a lot more to do on this site, including, so that was the Gizwiz visits the tech guy button. There's also yep. a button that says gadgets I showed on World News Now. He does that every month on ABC's Overnight News Show. And there's also the What the Heck Is It contest wrapping up at the end of the month. What is that? What is that thing? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Have you got, has anybody guessed it yet, Dick? Is it? You know what? Uh, I looked through maybe the first 30 and no one has it. Oh, good. So, well, yeah. there are uh, up to 18 autographed copies of Mad Magazine, up to six for the right answer, 12 for the funniest silly answer. And you're playing for, we just got our soup to nuts, soup to nuts, the, uh, the February 2023 Mad Magazine autographed by this guy, Dick D. Bartolo. It's got, how did he get those eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can. I remember that ad, Dick. I yeah. yeah. And I have, I have three articles in that issue. So. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. Nice. Dick, it's always a pleasure. The I same. Will, uh, oh, my God. I can't believe this is. I miss seeing you every, every Saturday. But we're going to see plenty more of Dick. Dick does a show on our network. He's going to keep doing the Giz Fizz. Uh, I will, Perfect. I will see you on Wednesdays starting in 2023. Um, Excellent. Thank you. And when for you being got here. really great gadgets, send them my way so we can uh, talk about them. On I will. Yeah. I will. Thank you, Dickie D. Goodbye. Hey, so long. Not goodbye. Just see you later. See you later. Now, you, goodbye, because Micah is his career yeah. in radio just ended. <laughs> goodbye to you all, radio. We'll see uh, you all January 8th for uh, the brand new Ask the Tech Guys show. I'll be back tomorrow for a final tech guy. Leo and Micah, have a great geek week. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for the Tech Guy Show for today. Thank you so much for being here. And don't forget, TWIT, T-W-I-T. It stands for This Week at Tech, and you'll find it at twit.tv, including the podcasts for this show. We talk about Windows on Windows Weekly, Macintosh on MacBreak Weekly, iPads, iPhones, Apple Watches on iOS Today, Security on Security Now. I mean, I can go on and on. And, of course, the big show every Sunday afternoon. This Week in Tech. You'll find it all at twit.tv. And I'll be back next week with another great Tech Guys show. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. <laughs>